0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Silva and Gold, coming to the ring from parts unknown at a combined weight of 853 pounds, Pick a loaf and Dr. Zombs!
1: silver and
2: gold is back and still tired because we're old episode 14 this week we are covering one high well this is our excuse me our not quite diehard double feature we got a 1995 film starring a mr jet lee and some other dude i did not recognize jackie chung and uh did you just hear that um the uh Hi it's called High Risk Meltdown. It's got a few names. And we did a straight to video Cory Haim flick called Demolition High. Directed by one Jim Wanorski,
1: Or aka Demolition.
2: Oh hi. Oh hi. Oh hi, Jet Lee. Oh hi, Corey Haim. So uh Zom and I are still on the uh Oh and hi, Alan Thick and Dick Van. Patten. Oh hi. Oh hi, Love. <laughs> um we're decompressing. Yeah. So Zom and I are old now, so um a weekend of not much sleep and lots of diarrhea really makes us uh Fuck. Makes us
1: <laughs> don't even say that word. <laughs> Jesus H. Christ. So. It was a um boiling cauldron of debauchery uh uh this uh past weekend, whore hound, two thousand eleven, Cincinnati, Ohio. Um and um let me tell you something, people. Um, I did last year what I think a lot of people are doing this year. Um, I was going to go. and I didn't go. And then I saw everybody's pictures and how much fun – and all the posts of people talking and how much fun they had. And I regretted it from the, the very minute that everybody came back and started posting stuff. And I went this year. It was fucking awesome it was a lot of fun um, i encourage all of our community um man if you can come hell or high water even if you can only do it once a year um save up your pennies and if you have to drive if fly ride a uh fucking mule or something like that <laughs> i might Try as well it. have <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. That was the slowest motherfucking airplane on the planet Earth, Daddy O.
3: Um,
1: try and get there because it really is a good time. And I will say this, and you know, I am getting old and sentimental in my old age. Um I feel like it was just almost with ex- with the exception of like the first maybe five ten minutes when you're just coming face to face with all these people that you've talked to forever but you've never met. That's just the, the just the initial kind of little bit of like weird thing. Everybody just fell right into place. Yeah. And it was like going to a family reunion or a, a school reunion or something, except better.
2: Yeah. It's better because with the school reunions, you could give a fuck. And yeah. I hated reunions, all
1: those fucking people. And, um, and with family reunion, you know, man. Yeah. You see those motherfuckers all the time. Fuck those
2: motherfuckers.
1: <laughs> it was great. I loved it.
2: Yeah. I had a lot of fun too. Um, the uh, the it was, it was interesting uh, arriving. I, I've never. It's been a long time since I've uh, made a trip and planned as little as I did. Um, <laughs> my my wife brought me the plane ticket um, for my birthday, um, and the plane ticket Bear. was the only plan that I made the whole weekend. Uh, the day before, I think I posted something looking for a place to sleep, um, so I crashed in a couple people's rooms. Um, Zom. We uh, we consummated our relationship. We consummated a relationship and shared a king size bed.
3: <laughs> um,
2: Mikey was Mikey was sitting and watching Dom and I just like be fat slobs in bed and watch VH1. <laughs> it was funny, and, and that uh, was
1: after we um, we uh, <laughs> actually bailed just for the simple fact that uh, our uh, our get together. Um, let's just say, and this is for well everybody that was there knows the term. Um, muscle wolf yes and uh uh, there was there was an there was a a part of the uh one of the the get togethers in the uh like uh party conference room that we had reserved uh thanks randy thanks christine uh where very late um we loaf and i looked around and didn't see like anybody that we knew in the entire fucking thing and we were just like except for these bodybuilders and uh and we were like,
3: "Who the fuck is that? you know so,
1: <laughs> we, were, we' were like i think it's time it's, I think it's time to get out of here, yeah, 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 so uh the muscle Wolf guys, let me tell you something seriously, all week this week since we've come back, uh we've been ragging on mu- the the uh, guys from Muscle Wolf productions, but hey, you know, seriously, they might have been the nicest guys in the world, but uh th- but uh when you have a bunch of uh, really jacked up steroid or i uh, <laughs> presume.
2: Got, gotta him. be the fucking yeah. body acne is a red flag if i've ever I'm
1: seen be, it. i'm being nice though um when these guys <laughs> come up uh it was just like if if there would have been a pink gorilla standing in the middle of the room they couldn't have been you know more outcast fan fucking tastic and they do make um uh like kind of like low budget horror movies but they make other kind of movies too and um that's another reason why we kind of split. <laughs> I didn't want to become involved in any um, I don't know, let's just say mono a mono action. seem like nice <laughs> right. goes
2: though. So yeah, we um never did I never did I think I would uh go on a vacation where going to big lots in Target would end up being a fun thing. Um you know the 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 convention itself really ends up being a Background, like a, I guess, just the, the centerpiece of getting everybody collected. Um, mm-hmm. The fun was just hanging out with people, um, yeah. watching stupid shit on the TV in the conference room and um, <laughs> days <laughs> old porn. I recommend everybody check out that show. It just started. Uh,
1: <laughs> that but, fucking, I knew that it was Kismet uh, when, after all the shit that we had been talking about. And then all of a sudden, this shit comes on the TV. I was like, how the. F- I mean, it was like a, a message from the gods that this, that weekend is <laughs> meant to fucking be. And I'm telling you what, people, say you have, uh, I don't know, 60 people or something in, in, in like a, in a room, and every single one of them stops talking and turns and is staring at the TV. Um, if you've never seen, uh, like, we were just talking about some jacked up kind of muscle guys. If you have never experienced seeing three kind of jacked up muscle guys getting their junk and their taints and their buttholes waxed by a girl <laughs> to remove the hair, you haven't lived. I had now officially lived.
2: Yeah, that was a show called Gigolos on Showtime, I think. Uh, that was nice. That was an interesting one to watch with a group, too. Especially when half the group didn't even realize something was on, and all of a sudden they turn around, and they're just like greasy what dick the on fun? screen. <laughs> um, all right, so... Well, there uh, were, we'll go, yeah, ahead, go
1: ahead. The Whorehound the thing, we could, we could... You know, sit here and talk all day. And uh, I, I was listening to uh, Will and Sammy, who who uh, got back in the saddle as soon as they got back. Man, they got back in the saddle and cranked out a gentleman's guide to midnight cinema uh, episode, which was which was fucking awesome. listened to it at work last night, but um, I kind of. And the same way they are, we could do a whole fucking show on Horror Hound and still not touch everything. And not only that, but one thing I wanted to say was, um, like what they said, uh, we can start naming names of people that we met that are just cool as shit, but you're inevitably – you might forget somebody. And I just want to say that everybody, everybody without question, uh, was everything that I thought they would be. There was nobody that – You know, that came off as being anything but just nice, cool, fun, and just great people. Just awesome. Yeah, definitely. And I
2: really wanted to give another thanks. I I did it on Facebook, but a big thanks to Matt Suzaka. He really went out of his way to help me get back to the airport on Sunday. My fucking nightmare of a Sunday. Uh, I was just, I was beat, and um, I have to drug myself to fly. So uh I was already not looking forward <laughs> to that, and I just couldn't walk around anymore, and I knew he had to get home, and I felt guilty just having him hang around, and Matt lives north of where we were hanging out, and this, the airport is about 40 minutes south, Um, which includes a drive past the Bengals Stadium, where mm-hmm. the game was going on.
1: Yeah, against the Steelers, yeah.
2: So, um I, I just, you know, I was just saying, like, let's just take me to the airport. I'll fucking find a corner to sleep in. So I get to the airport for an eight o'clock flight at three thirty. Oh, and um, which is fine. I, I wanted to get him back past the airport. I mean, sorry, back past the stadium before traffic hit. Yeah. Um. So I, I I sat in front of a restaurant, charging up my iPod and I mean my iPhone and my iPad, and uh for a little while and fucking was eating warm cheese curds out of my suitcase <laughs> and uh um, yeah it was bad but uh they tasted good i still have i still have half the bag i don't think they were real cheese curds they just seemed like uh just chunks of cheese but uh, they
1: definitely it, were probably chunks of cheese after they had set <laughs> it your...
2: at, at my suitcase all day so yeah um but and,
1: uh, we, um go ahead, go ahead. oh it, i was gonna say
2: i just I finally get get on the airplane and everything seemed fine. I was, I mean, I was exhausted just from (laughs) the weekend and I get on the plane and make my way to Charlotte, which is about a 25 minute flight from my, uh, my home. And in Charlotte, I knew it was a bad sign. You know, I kind of strolled, I had an hour, strolled (laughs) over to the gate. And as soon as I sat down and got comfortable, they came on the intercom and said, you know, the flight is not going to be leaving from this gate. It's going to be leaving from this gate. So the whole group gets up as a herd and starts walking through the airport again, Ugh. and um, I, I really had flashbacks all of a sudden as soon as it happened of the of in the movie uh, airplane when the plane was crash was crashing and they kept saying flight whatever now arriving at gate twelve gate thirteen gate fourteen everybody's <laughs> running that's exactly what it felt like because the whole group was just like going gate to gate but um, the uh, the so the flight was late. And they automatically said, um, "This flight may be oversold." Mm. So they were offering a voucher to spend the night and 225 bucks or something like that to fly again. Or you know they were going to give you a ticket for the next day. They were going to put you up in a hotel and give you a voucher. And I was honestly considering. I was so fucking tired and drugged, mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and you know, I texted, I texted my wife and you know, asked her, and she said, "I don't know, I don't know, and, because you know, it was going to be tough for me to get home from the airport the next day right and um so finally we get on the plane i was just like oh, i'm just going to do it i mean i'll be home soon and uh the flight ended up not being oversold i guess because nobody took the offer and but everybody seemed to be on so uh they they come on the intercom about 15 minutes after we boarded and said there's a dent in the, <laughs> the in air intake of one of the engines jeez and it's something we have to document in a logbook so basically the logbook wasn't there. And I don't know what that even means, why they just can't fucking write it on a piece of paper or whatever. So I'm kind of in my in my weird druggy haze. Um, I'm like, on one hand, kind of panicking. I'm like, what if this fucking engine just blows up? And at the, sa- at the other time, annoyed. And there was this fucking old lady with the plague next to me. She just kept going, <laughs> like blowing her nose really quietly in a tissue and coughing very quietly. I'm like, oh, God. Oh, I was freaking out. Two and a half hours go by of sitting on this runway waiting for a logbook to write down. There's a dent, and oh, it was. I, I was not in a good state. My, uh, I don't know. So finally, <laughs> uh, I, I get home at. I get home at two fifteen. Or no, I didn't get home. I got out of the airport in Raleigh at two fifteen. But oh. if you've
1: if you've ever seen the uh uh Chuck Polinick uh or read the Chuck Polinick book, uh Choke, and he's the guy that did Fight Club, <laughs> yeah. Um things like we can't find the logbook are sometimes code for, you know, there's a fucking uh guy with a gun uh in the airplane or the <laughs> pilot's too drunk, or you know, it's like security because like, they don't want people to panic. So you never know. But right. I'll tell you what, seriously. I was literally getting worried about you because I, you know, everybody, when they got back, um, as Vish said, I left like Batman, like a fucking thief in the night. (laughs) Uh, And the simple reason for that, and I want to explain this to people, we stayed up like forever. Okay. I slept two hours the night before from four to six, got up, took a shower, went for a walk. And um, and hadn't slept. And then it's four o'clock in the morning the next morning and we're still like up. Yeah. Uh the um like security guard and maintenance guy came up and uh basically told everybody, hey, you know, you fuckers gotta be quiet. <laughs> it's like three <3:34 laughs> thirty-four in the morning and we're in there, and it wasn't like anybody was doing it was just there were so many people in there and everybody was talking that you had to talk louder and louder yeah, so yeah, you could yeah. hear and it just became like almost like there was a jet engine in that in that little party conference room thing or and um but anyway i um i looked over at will and by then when i came back up i rode down with the security guys when i came back up um Everybody was leaving, and I I heard him saying, you know, ah, the cops came and told us we had to leave, which they didn't say we had to leave. They just said keep it down, but it was a good thing because, you know, it was – and what are you going to do? How long can you stay up? So I sat down by Will, and he goes, what time are you leaving? And I had told Loaf the night before. I said, you know, I really would like to because of working midnight shift. I know I'm, and especially after staying up that late, I know I'm going to start getting tired. And I had five hours to drive. And I just thought to myself, man, you know, I'm wide awake <laughs> right now. I can't, you know. Uh, You know, I, I really would have liked to have stayed and went out to breakfast and everything. And, but like Will said, you know, we'll go eat breakfast and then we'll, we'll, you know, say our goodbyes, take pictures and stuff like that. And then we'll all leave at like noon. Yeah. Well, I had to check out of the room at 11 and, um, then by noon, I would have been, that would, I would have been ready to pass out and still had five hours to drive. So I said, Hey, I'm going to go take a piss. And as soon as I got to my room, I was like, "I better get the fuck out of here," because I, he I, he well, I, I knew I was on, Fucking, he disappeared. And I knew I was going to hear, you know, "Oh, come on, come on, come on, stay, stay, stay." And I, and <laughs> and they, they would have talked me into staying, and, and then I would have been fucking miserable, and I probably would have had to stop and get a hotel room on the way home. Will, so,
2: Sammy, and I go down to Zom's room at like four thirty. And we're just banging on the door like that fucker's not going to answer the door. And this guy with the fucking like miserable pale face sticks his head out next door just looking at us like that's (laughs) uh, funny. I got to crash. I I, luckily I crashed with uh, Matsuzaka on and he had an awesome place. His fucking hotel was like a was like a fucking apartment it was really weird. It was right at the end of the street, right down the street from oh. us. But I mean well, it had see, a fucking fireplace in there. We we were just missing the bearskin rug, but
1: <laughs> I, I know I know from now on, um, even like I said, okay, it's nice to stay in the place that's having the thing. Yeah. But even I went up to Bryn's room when he checked it in, which was right across the street, and I would say like I, I said before, it was equally as nice as the uh, uh, Crown Plaza or whatever it was that the convention was in, yeah. but it was even nicer because like they had a, um, uh, like I said, he had a little mini refrigerator, he had a microwave and a wall and a, like a safe and all the stuff and everything. And I think Sammy said it was even cheaper because they know the convention is going to be there. So they're going to, they're going to raise the price up or whatever. So from now on, uh, yeah, I will definitely seek something else out. and uh, Sammy, we didn't know what happened to him the, the one night. Cause you know, we we're like, are you going to drive back and then come back? And then he just disappeared. And, you know, he yeah, went and got his own place because Vish had a little uh, too much drinky-winky. <laughs> and I was. And, and I will say this, too. We found out everybody that snored, I think Emily, I think, I believe, uh, I think she snores. I know Vish snores. I know I snore. And Loaf also snores, too. Batazaka
2: so. <laughs> told me he snores, but he yeah. he hardly snored at all.
1: Well, who the fuck doesn't snore? You know, <laughs> it's it's the jizz gurgling in the back of the throat <laughs> from the muscle wolf.
2: Oh, muscle wolf! But um,
1: uh, yeah, people, seriously, uh, and and I wanted to say that's when when I uh, started to cut you off there a minute ago. Um, so, somebody that I really want to th- really really want to thank is uh, Jacob and Yuri. Uh, the party at their house. I will state this emphatically, and this is just my own personal thing, which maybe it tells you how exciting my life is that was probably the best time <laughs> i have had in like 10 fucking years nice um it was just awesome I, I i i it was just standing out on the fucking porch which the you know i some of you probably know there is a video of some of the things that went on out there <laughs> online now um, and inside uh it was just fucking great and they were so like gracious uh we had some good fucking movies on in the background yeah. that every every once in a while you'd just be standing there talking, and all of a sudden you'd look at the t v and be like, "Oh Jesus, fucking Christ <laughs> you know it was phenomenal, and those guys um you know it's i always uh you know like if you have a party at your house or something like that, you know sometimes whatever, but it was just a blast it yeah. was really was and they and it was uh it was wonderful for them to invite us all and you know. The, the food was great. Fucking great. Yes. The pull-up bar was great. It was doing pull-ups. <laughs> uh, <laughs> their dog, Grogan, was just awesome, even though Loaf was ready to gag his guts out because I was letting the dog lick my face. Gross. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And let me tell you something else. <laughs> and, then, and then this is all I'm going to have to say about this. Okay. Every time, people, every time I was putting food in my mouth, getting ready to eat – or actually, in the middle of a meal, someone would come over and say, "Hey, Zom, what do you think of this?" And shove some fucking diseased <laughs> s- female body parts or <laughs> um, sea life stuffed in orifices, or if I and uh, yeah, there's some video of that on the, on the internet. But like I said, we could talk about this all fucking day. Yeah, so, it was, it was, um,
2: but yeah, thanks for everybody for being awesome, and it was a, it was a really good time, and um, I yeah. hope we can do it sooner rather than later again. So um, let's get into what we've been watching before we go we go on going too long. Yeah. We, we've decided the show is a little bloated, and now we fucking talk for thirty minutes about this. So yeah. um, let's get well, into I'm what we've been watching right now too. So. which isn't a ton, which of course some yeah. has more than me, but go ahead.
1: Um, and I, I have some, but some of it's just it's it's fluff. Uh, <laughs> so we're going to go fast because uh, a lot of people told me at horror hound that they love our um what have you been watching and they said that they would like for that to like be the main focus of the show and for it to be, even be longer <laughs> okay anyway uh the first thing i watched and um i started watching it um before horror hound and then finished it up watched the second half of it when i came home it's um, a french movie called 36th 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 precinct and some uh, on the titles it just says 36 with Gerard Depardieu Um, I like him so that's why I was watching it and um, it's it was way better than I expected Um, I really liked it Um, (laughs) hang on one second obviously I still haven't killed this cough it's um it's it's a a police movie um kind of a two guys that were once friends that are moving up the ladder in the department and one of them is really ambitious and start and he kind of lets that side of himself uh he he, he has uh, it's almost like a good cop bad cop thing where yeah. they were friends and uh and um but it's very good uh i think uh vishnu said that he had seen it and he really liked it too um i recommend it. um it got, it got it's got a lot of action in it and um a lot you know kind of a i i like it. i've said before on the show uh, Serpico, prince of the city and stuff like that uh police corruption kind of things where it's a good cop versus the You know, all the bad cops or all the corruption and everything. I like those kind of movies. And this one did not disappoint. Got it from Netflix. Uh, I believe it actually is on Instant Watch, but I got it on a DVD just so I could watch it. Uh, Let's see. Um, Next thing I wrote down, and this is just something funny. Uh, The reason I I wrote this down is because of one of the people that was in it. I caught an old episode of the TV show Bonanza, (laughs) and uh, the feature guest star guy was Slim Pickens. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, and uh, he played and, – and I looked on IMDb, and I kind of remember this because my grandpa's favorite show was Bonanza. And I kind of remember uh, seeing this episode in particular, but when I looked it up on IMDb, I guess Slim Pickens had re- – he had done the same character on – Bonanza several times in several episodes. Mm-hmm. Big Jim Layton, and he was like a mountain man, but he was good, and he was young. He was young in this. It was uh it had to have been around. I would think around the time of uh, Doctor Strangelove, maybe a little bit before, because okay. his hair was black and he was th- you know thinner and you know a lot younger. He still looks like Slim Pickens, talks like him, and everything. Uh, the next thing I watched was, um, and I think this is if you get the DVD for the movie Salvador, mm-hmm. uh, the Oliver Stone movie with James Woods and Jim Belushi, uh, this on some of the DVDs, I think this is like a extra feature along with an interactive menu. It's, uh, the making of Salvador. And it's really good because, um, they talk about, uh, Oliver Stone, the guy that the James Woods character is based on, um, is a real guy. And also the John Savage character. And, um, uh, they talk about making the movie and how they just went down to El Salvador and they kind of conned the fascist right wing government. They said they were going to make a movie that was pro uh, you know pro the right wing who were fighting the communists down there, and so they got the they got them uh to um, to let them you know film their their troops, use their troops in the shooting, use their tanks and stuff like that. And then they kind of did an old uh, switcheroo. And there's a character in the movie called Major Max, Mm -hmm. uh, who is the, like the, kind of like the leader of the, 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 he's like the dictator, fascist guy. And uh, he's real brutal. Well, apparently there was a guy and they just changed the name. They changed it from Major Max to, or from his real name. They called him, Major Bob or Blowtorch Bob, (laughs) and um, in the movie they called him Major Max. But I looked up this guy, and he was not a pleasant person. Uh, Blowtorch Bob was known as Blowtorch Bob because he tortured people uh, with a blowtorch, and uh, all the just ah, so many people that they murdered and tortured and stuff down there. It's really sickening. But it's a very good
2: dog for laughing about his
3: name. (laughs)
1: Yeah, you (laughs) motherfucker! You have no heart. Let's see. The next movie I watched was uh Heaven Can Wait and this is like an old favorite of mine. Uh it's a it's a good movie that you could watch with like your girlfriend or your wife or somebody else's girlfriend or wife. Um but uh <laughs> it, but as as a dude, you know, it's 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 a good movie too. I like it. It's uh Heaven Can Wait uh with Warren Beatty and Julie Christie who I have always had a hell, hell of a crush on. She's oh. really pretty in this. Jack Warden's in it uh buck henry and um oh i think groden is in this too <laughs> but uh, which i really like him um <laughs> very good movie uh it's a remake um and uh, james mason's in it too and he he's really awesome too uh you get see some football footage in there this is when uh vince ferragamo took the uh the rams to the super bowl against the steelers and i think they used some you know a, a lot of the real players from the Rams. Uh, next thing I watched, which I bought at Big Lots in Cincinnati, <laughs> Ohio, which they do not have Big Lots in Canada, from what I understand. Um, nor do they have Cracker Barrel or Target or um, Sears. <laughs> and uh, the, selection of whis- <laughs> the selection of whiskey at Kroger's is deplorable, uh, <laughs> though you can't get some for $7. I found that out, too. I also found out about uh, uh, how they carbonate Guinness beer. And I also found out that uh, a Canadian mixed drink is just like three quarters of a cup of J&B scotch. And me and Loaf love that J&B. It comes out the same color as it goes down. Uh, The movie was, I think I already said the name, but Star Trek Nemesis. Um, I'm a Star Trek fan. Uh, I, I just from the original show i love shatner and nimoy and and those guys um i watched some of next generation with jean-luc percard and uh data and all that shit uh because my ex-girlfriend my one girlfriend from goddamn a long time ago for some reason she would watch that you know and i remember seeing the borg episodes and them being really good but i never watched that show that much mm-hmm. uh this movie i had never seen it and uh i really i really liked it um it uh Tom Hardy. That's one of the reasons I bought it, is because I like Tom Hardy. I think he's a really good actor, and he's very good in this. He plays like the main villain. And um he's pretty young in this, but he is kind of a um a uh clone of Jean-Luc Picard. Uh but it's it's a good movie, um, and it has Lots of action, lots of sci fi. You know, it's I I enjoyed it. it was worth the three dollars. Bought a lot of stuff there. Man, I still got a pile sitting in on my living room floor that I haven't even touched. Then I came back and went to Walmart and uh bought I don't know how many uh, of those um three and four movies on one disc for yeah, five dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bought about like uh, six or seven of those. Yeah. So I'm loaded, man. Next week's going to be a fucking long... What- <laughs> uh, maybe not, because I'm telling you what. I, I think I was getting a little... Bur- I told people when we got to Horror Hound, I said, I feel like I'm getting burnt out. I'm watching too many movies. <laughs> um, the next one was Attack the Block, and I've heard so many people talk about this. Metal Mikey still hasn't seen it. Shame on you, Metal Mikey. <laughs>
0: um,
1: Attack the Block, I liked it. And no, I haven't was- seen Super 8... And I've heard people say that, you know, it was better. It was what Super 8 should have been. Um, I liked, I I really liked the monsters or the aliens. I
2: thought they were really well done. They looked really. They
1: were were just different. Because you always expect uh, the slimy kind of uh, reptilian or, you know, uh, ectoskeleton kind of looking monsters or whatever. But these were just, I like furry creatures more than that kind of shit. Um, so I liked this movie and, um, it had, uh, lots of action in it. And I liked that the kids, some people didn't like, like it as much because they said that the kids were such kind of assholes and, you know, thuggish. Yeah. Yeah. But I kind of like that dynamic of it,
2: you know? Yeah. And, and I like what they did because at the beginning I, I could see it. I'm like, Oh God, these guys are fucking terrible.
1: Yeah, they were jerks, you know, but it it works itself out. Yeah. Yeah. And and you see that in, in some other movies too where like um I, I can't think of anything off the top of my head where people are like uh, uh say criminals or something like that, but then they're thrown into a situation where they have to fight off this ultimate evil. I've seen, you know, uh, whether it's like uh assault on precinct thirteen, uh where the you know, it's the, the uh the convicts or something like that, you know. Mm-hmm. So I mean it works. It, um let's see. Um, and I really enjoyed it. And I actually, I, I, uh, I added that to, uh, my, uh, top 10 of the year. It might not be on there by the end of the year, but I just added it cause I really liked it. Uh, the next one is a documentary. Uh, watched it before Horrorhound, uh, right, right before, I think like the day before we came, um, or went came what Boarding slip, uh, <laughs> it was a documentary called the weather underground. And, um, uh, it's kind of apropos, and I think relevant today because of all the protests. Sammy and I were talking about, uh, you know, some of the shit that's going on right now with the um, the Occupy Wall Street and Occupy these towns and everything, mm-hmm. and how things are kind of blowing up. And you know, uh, there people want to keep it peaceful, but it seems like maybe uh, there are factions that don't want it to be peaceful. Right, uh, a lot right. of police and stuff like that that are doing stuff that they I don't think they should be doing, but um, inevitably you're, you're going to have groups like this, and and this is kind of also like the uh, the eco terrorist documentary I watched about the uh, Earth Liberation Front, uh, where they're everybody's doing these peaceful protests, nonviolent peaceful protests, and then with the cops doing stuff that they do and everything there's factions that say okay this peaceful shit's not getting us anywhere and that's what the they the weather underground did uh it was during the vietnam war and they started bombing like federal buildings and stuff like that uh young young people and when you start going down that road man you're just opening up a can of worms uh for um the you know fascist people in power to really crack down so gandhi defeated the entire british uh, empire with peaceful uh, protests, so you people out there, keep it peaceful. Anyway, and but the thing is, you never know because they start sending. There's even people saying that now, and it said in this documentary they would send people into like infiltrate the yeah. protests and to start trouble. So you know, uh, th- it was a good documentary though. I did I remembered hearing about them, and there was a made-for-TV movie with Chris Christopherson. Where um, he uh, meets some woman and they fall in love and everything. And he's like on the run. He's a fugitive. And he was uh, with the weather underground. Uh, Chris Christopherson. I like Chris Christopherson. Uh, the next movie, and this is my last one. This is the shortest thing ever that I've ever done. Uh, <laughs> I'm in the process of watching. Um, I think uh, Ken uh, actually is on Facebook and said, you know, what would you think of this movie? I, I want to know what you think about it. But I we, we started recording, so I had to kind of uh, – quit watching it for now it's called red hill and it's an australian movie mm-hmm. it's kind of it's a, it's basically a modern day western and the reason that i um watched it other than australia you know puts out some pretty damn good movies um here lately uh is uh steve bisley uh who played goose in mad max is in this and uh, it was just it's a Pretty new movie. I mean, maybe like a couple years old. And, of course, he's, you know, much older than he was then. But, um, I mean, I was like, man, he's a good actor. So, so far it's pretty good. Um, uh, You know, a lot lot of action and um, kind of sort of maybe like a siege kind of a film film. But uh, I, I'm into it so far. But anyway, that's all I have for uh, for this week. And cool. uh, I'll turn it over to you. All right. So
2: um, I hardly watched anything. So besides the two movies, I only watched two other ones. Um, one of them was a DVD that I bought at Horror Hound uh, while hanging out with Matt on Sunday. The uh, Severin Films table was one of the better places to buy DVDs. Um, they put out some good stuff. So uh, And the guy was, you know, on Sunday ready to get rid of some shit so he didn't have to carry it out. Mm-hmm. so um, I got all of my d v. d s for ten bucks each as opposed to fifteen or twenty. i think i got um a three disc version of the inglorious bastards that it has a soundtrack included um i got a um that's the original inglorious bastards they yeah. um Bo got, with Bo Svensson, yeah and yep. and and the hammer um and uh what else did I buy there? Oh, the stunt uh, about a movie called Stuntman, which I've never seen, but I, I've seen the cover. It
1: looks. Is like that the hasn't. one with Steve
2: Railsback? Yeah, it's got a devil on the front, uh, uh, and, and Peter O'Toole. Yeah, yeah. yep. Um, so that one looked really good, and it's got Barbara Hershey in it. So, wow. and um, Hershey yeah, Highway. Yeah, yeah. And uh, what else did I get there? You uh, got there some one fucking, other one. Go ahead.
1: I was going to say, well, well I, about your. Uh, album collection, but you can add that later. I, oh, yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. I,
2: got, I got some, I got some records and stuff. That was not from the Severin Films table, though. Yeah, I forgot the other one that I bought, but I, and then I got this one that I watched this week called Malabimba or mm-hmm. The Malicious Whore. Uh, yes, <laughs> I got to see this, people. It, it was directed by Andrea Bianchi, who, um, who's done a few. One that is near and dear to our hearts, Cry of a Prostitute. Um, he also did. Um, uh what was that other one and i've seen i've seen it recently It's a zombie movie um the burial ground and um yeah, and he did strip nude for your killer but uh this is um kind of a it's kind of an exorcist kind of ripoff It's from late seventies uh mm-hmm. where a basically a sixteen year old girl gets possessed by this this spirit that just wants to like fuck everybody and um I can't find anything about the actress i don 't know how exactly how old she actually was. She definitely looked young, but basically she's just going around and like watching people have sex and
1: loaf is praying and- that she loaf <laughs> is praying that she is of age because of uh uh, certain thoughts and physical movements. Right. I mean, I,
2: this is one of the trashier movies I've seen. This is, <laughs> this thing might as well be a porn. I mean, it, what's it, it called? Malicious? What? The malicious whore or malabimba? Okay. See, and yeah. it's weird. I don't think malabimba maybe it does mean whore. I don't know, but the chick's name in it is Bimba, mm-hmm. so malabimba would mean like bad Bimba, but um, I don't know. But it it, it was it, it's good. It's you know. It's, well, uh, I need to
1: watch it because uh, I have dated more malicious whores in my in my uh, <laughs> life than probably most men. So yeah. we'll check it out. Oot, it's pretty sleazy, but I, I, it was fun. So, um,
2: and then I watched. Uh, uh, well, on IMDb it's called Fighting Madam, but uh, Iron Angels. This is what Mister McLarge Huge showed to everybody while we were at the party. Um, mm-hmm. This fucking crazy Hong Kong action movie. It's like a you know. a a triad gang versus versus like a special forces kind of a Charlie's Angels almost. Just two mm-hmm. chicks that uh, and this movie is
1: fucking awesome. Yeah, people, yeah. We so we <laughs> we watched
2: a lot of it at the party, and I watched it again this week. And um, yeah, it's pretty pretty cool. Uh, there's some uh, hilariously awesome like gun fights, and uh, the the final fight is one of the more entertaining ones I've seen. If it, if it only went on a little longer, it would rival like Undefeatable.
1: the the the, uh the one the when the one chick the two chicks are fighting and the one gives and uh, it's the the it's an asian movie but i'm going to use a professional wrestling term uh she uses the don leo jonathan mormon swing where she (laughs) just basically grabs one of the girls by her legs and slings her like a rag doll That 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 was so awesome we actually watched it during the party Rewound it and watch that part again. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. Yes. Here it comes. Here it comes. So, yeah, that was it for me. So, um, you motherfucker.
2: Maybe I'll, I'll probably get more this week. Definitely. I, I'm going to, but you
1: did, watch. you did add some, uh, was it Planet of the Apes? And, uh, what was the other, the albums? Oh, no, the Planet of the Apes Vish bought for Toronto, uh, for Toronto Scott. I got, um, oh, well, yeah, that was, uh, but I, uh, now, did they make it when they were in the suitcase? Um, uh, was it, they didn't get warped, did they, with no. your uh, with cheese
2: curds? They seemed fine. It was weird. Okay, so I go through security in Cincinnati. This is already the start of the – this is the the prelude to the badness. Uh, <laughs> I go through the security, and the fucking – the the um, they have to frisk me for some reason. And then my suitcase gets pulled off to the side. And the guy, like, puts on rubber gloves and opens it up. I'm like, oh, shit. So I have to go stand over there with him. And it was the records that got caught by the X-ray. Really, I don't know that? why. So I took yeah. those out, and he put it, he put it back through again, and it was
1: fine. And, well, um, I, I know you said that um, uh, when you came, you you carried that bag as a carry on, but then when you left, it didn't want to fit. But I started thinking, yeah, because you fucking expanded it like by about uh, uh, eight inches and put <laughs> about ten times more shit. Listen,
2: fucking U.S. Airways, <laughs> they, might well oh, just, they might as well just they might as well just fly. They might as well just put a cart and a horse. That fucking airline, like that, everything that was drama with this weekend as far as air, traveling goes was due to them because. Oh my God! They, well, people,
1: if you look on MapQuest from where Loaf was coming from to Cincinnati, it was like about nine hour, like nine hours and one minute if he would have dr- driven. Okay, now when he went home, it took him like eleven or twelve hours <laughs> to get home. <laughs> flying.
2: Ugh! Terrible.
1: Fuck.
2: And um, so, yeah. So I, I took those out, and then of course, like the first plane. They were like, oh, the overhead bins are too small, so you can't really put suitcases in there. So we had to check those bags. And I, I, I was scared, so I pulled the records out. So I had to carry the records with me on the plane. Oh, my God. And, and so the curds. And the I left those in the suitcase. What about so that, the
1: Sour Balls?
2: Those uh, those Matsuzaka inherited because I didn't, I was I,
1: almost pissed because I thought you said you were gonna leave him in the room and I was like man okay when I got up and Sammy and Will came down and gave me a pep talk I was like a a a, uh, a, a uh, when they have a racehorse and it's down and they said we got to get it back up on its feet <laughs> I mean I'm telling you what people I was so fucking tired and stuff was coming out of my body uh, and <laughs> they came down beating on the door and I was sitting in on the uh, let's see. The the, the uh, room that I had, it had chairs over by the window with like a desk and stuff. But yeah, there was yeah. this one chair that I was sitting on a lot that was made out of porcelain. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was located right by the shower. And uh, I hear boom, 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 And I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> and they're probably like, what the hell is he taking so long to get the door for? Well, let's just put it this way. Um, I was indisposed. But uh, everything worked out. Everything came out. They got me up moving. And once I got up and got moving, everything was cool. But, um, uh, yeah, that was – god damn. That that whole fucking trip was full of so many memories. It's unbelievable. And I told (laughs) Bryn, I said, I I actually brought my handheld uh, digital video camera. And the only footage I have is when I first got there and I stood in the bathroom. Uh, pointing it at the mirror, saying I'm here at Horror Helm, blah, 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 blah. And then for the rest of the thing, I thought, you know, everybody's taking pictures. Everybody's doing little, taking little videos and everything. So I didn't, which, you know, worked out good because I didn't have to carry that shit around. But, um, and I got a ton of pictures from everybody else, but I still wish I was like, uh, I had a goddamn filmmaker here. I was like, I should have just gave him that camera and said, "Let's fucking just document this thing and make like a little documentary, just even for ourselves." Yeah. Of of you know that weekend, but we didn't. You know. Oh well. So anyway, fucking next time we'll we'll know for next time. So anyway, <laughs> we're still like an hour in right now. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right. Cool. Well, uh, let's take a break. Do you have a preference on what we cover first? Uh, I don't. It doesn't matter to me. Let's do. We're gonna come back and we're gonna cover uh, Demolition High. Okay. We'll be right back.
1: Choosing a family movie is tough. It seems like all Hollywood can do is make mindless drivel that rots kids' brains. Who wants to see a movie like
0: what my dad watched when he was a kid? Those films are so boring, and the special effects are horrible. The movies he grew up with are sometimes a big surprise. I at times feel uncomfortable watching movies I loved when I was younger with my own kids because I forgot how much cursing, sex, and violence they showed back then. All we want to do is watch a fun movie that we all like. That's why we created Family Movie Night, a podcast where we review movies from an adult perspective and from a kid's perspective so you can find movies for your whole family to enjoy. We review new movies, old childhood favorites, cult and foreign films and Godzilla so check out family movie night on the web at fmnpodcast.com or find us on iTunes
2: Back from break. <clears throat> so, Dom, uh, I'll let you synopsize and stuff. Uh, this uh, Demolition High from
1: 1996. Okay.
2: Um, oh, so I, 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 I want to say really quick, I, I feel I feel kind of weird sometimes playing the family movie night considering the filth that we, <laughs> we spew out on this Well, what's she going to
1: do? <laughs> well, you know what? Listen. Okay. That doesn't mean that people... Uh, it's uh, people that listen to our podcast can go over there you know but i don't think any like uh, eight year olds are going to be you know coming over to our podcast yeah, there after, might be after doc you know?
2: after doc's kids are fucking full grown i would i don't know if i'd even feel comfortable with them nah, I, don't, I don't
1: i felt weird about looking some of the people in the eye uh that, <laughs> at, at horror hound because of some of the shit we say um but that th- it, I've actually, I mean, I've listened to their podcast, and uh, you know, it says family movie night. But seriously, like some of the movies that they cover are movies that I grew up with, and I've even suggested, like you know, some of the some of uh, like the uh, the Kurt Russell Disney movies to oh, yeah. Doc, and they reviewed. And so it's kind of fun, you know. But anyway, Demolition High. When a group of terrorists take on high school, uh, <laughs> That is Klingon. Um, when a group of terrorists take over a high school, making the students into their hostages, it is up to several of the students to help prevent disaster while the authorities do their part on the other side. That fucking synopsis was so generic and bland. It's sickening. <laughs> So, anyway, uh, basically, a bunch of uh, schizoid terrorists come. And uh, let me tell you something, Daddy-O. The first thing I think of when if I was a terrorist is, I think I want to go back to my old high school and fucking kick some ass. <laughs> but little did they know that Corey Haim was there to put a monkey wrench up their ass. Lenny Slater. Oh, my God. So, um...
2: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is uh, this is directed by Jim Wanorski who uh maybe be maybe best known for uh Chopping Mall. I don't know if you've
1: seen that one. The ma- the ma- him and his brother did the Matrix. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean it's just um, uh, the uh Oh, I see where you did there. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, uh yeah, he did other things such as uh let me read uh Oh, 976 Evil Part 2. Death Two, straight to video. Return of Swamp Thing. He was a um a uh, sequel master, sorority house massacre two. Um he just does straight to video stuff mainly. Um The Witches of Brestwick and uh the Brestford Wives. Sounds pretty good. Sounds like my kind of movie. The lusty, <laughs> busty Baby Q. <laughs> <laughs> the Devil Wears Nada. Get it? Um <laughs>
1: I uh, will did be reviewing 90% of these movies even <laughs> though we're
3: laughing.
2: Or at least just watching them. Yeah, yeah. Uh the uh he did do Not of This Earth from the, the eighty eight one remake. That my brother likes that one movie that movie a lot, so it was cool. It was cool to see that. So um this was also direct to video, uh like we said, from nineteen ninety six. Uh, the so we when we did the I, I love Die Hard, I let me say that first. And this was a pretty good representation of Die Hard, although what they got wrong was the the, the size of the building with the number of people holding the building hostage. Mm-hmm.
1: But oh, um, they well, they got some other stuff wrong too.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Just a few. Uh, um, so the uh, basically the terrorists. Are uh, they're they're basically tea partiers that have, uh, what <laughs> what, they, what? They, they they've stolen a missile and for whatever reason they hole up in a school and I'm not sure exactly why because
1: well I, I, can, I, can I say something really quick sure, sure. I, I don't mean to cut you off but you know most people would say okay by saying that we might lose some listeners but after Horror Hound Weekend I don't think there's very many of those kind of people <laughs> in our group yeah. so it's 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 safe um, it's maybe Muscle Wolf. But I don't even think he would be either go ahead.
2: Muscle, yeah muscle, muscle oh no,
1: yeah. he's not down with that because he's, he's down down with he's down with stuff that uh, they don't approve of. <laughs> Sodomy go ahead um, so we get,
2: we, we get a we get a good uh feeling for what the movie's going to be like right at the beginning when a, mm-hmm. a building explodes, and you could tell that it's just like a cardboard model. Mm-hmm. Um, it was pretty awesome the um and right off the bat, uh, we as you see the credits roll by, I was thinking to myself, nothing says action. Like Haim, Thick, and Dick Van Patten.
1: <laughs> yeah, Dick Van Dick. <laughs> um, there was a guy, and I don't know why, I, I mean, I don't even know why I found it funny, but uh, I think he might have been a cinematographer named Zor Hostater or something like that. The name was so fucking weird, I thought, this can't be like this guy's real name. It has to be like a fake name because he doesn't want to be associated with this shit. But... Corey Haim was the executive producer, so you know he he added a lot more than just his star power. He added all that
2: all that license to drive money. <sighs> um, so yeah, the it, it takes place in May well, largely in Mayfield High School. Basically, the terrorists are chased into here by the cops by one cop uh, because that's all they could afford was one car. And, one dump. Um, car. And so the cop the they they get chased into Mayfield High School. Um, which i said was the home of 20 something students and 30 something cheerleaders yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh the, so during the chase is uh you know the one of the cops gets shot by the terrorists and uh well i guess we they they break into a, a high risk or high risk a uh, high security which medium at best security facility and steal this giant crate and the i i, I thought of both of us when the uh, the security guard and this chick with huge tits gets out, and he just is, like looking at her tits, and he does the like the classic like he slips the word breast into said so the breast <laughs> way. I mean the best way, you know right, that corny shit. Um, <laughs> but they <laughs> so the, the basically the fucking terrorists get away. Uh, they have their opening. The last cop's gone, but instead they unload their shit and go into the high yeah. school. And it's like I mean maybe they had a point, maybe I missed it, but
1: <laughs> they were hunkering down.
2: Yeah. Um so I'm I'm pretty sure on the during the chase I have a feeling that police that typical police protocol wouldn't just
1: be to leave your partner's corpse lying in the middle of a suburban yeah, street. Yeah, yeah. But um or or uh, you know I know police are trained um to be trained observers. We're chasing <laughs> a big white truck. There's a big white truck. They they, they even came across it. There's a big white truck uh, that's uh, that did this. And then they then when the guy get the partner gets killed, he goes, "I'm in pursuit of a big white truck." (laughs) Yeah, fuck. That's pretty. uh, You know, I don't know. It was a big white truck, but definitely a big white truck. A little bit more detailed there, buddy. So
2: the um, I get maybe maybe in this town, which they they never said what it was. It's pretty obvious that it's just filmed in California from all the big hills in the background, but. uh, you know, maybe there's not that many big white trucks in this small town. I so. uh, like that one. So uh, we're getting a little parallel story at the beginning. We're getting the, the you know, the terrorists stealing and going on a chase. And at the same time, we're getting uh, Lenny Slater, Corey Hames' characters, his first day of school. And he's from the Bronx, man. And uh, Yeah, he is. And he lets people know it. <laughs> and so... You know, he's getting into trouble with all the jocks and everything, of course, and he's got the biggest fucking hoop earring that's so ridiculous mm-hmm. looking, what Corey Haim does. It's probably a clip-on, but I don't know. Maybe he had his ears pierced. Who knows? Um, I this, think
1: that guy did everything he could to try and be cool. Yeah, yeah. You no, know, and and just fucking oh, <laughs> fail
2: so um and so he gets caught like looking into the girl's shower room and I, I was just left wondering why was it why why it was so easy to access the women's shower from the men's well, locker room like, all they <laughs> yeah. had to do was fucking stand up on the benches and look at <laughs> the
1: only thing that they had separated... you know there was no wall they just had lockers so i mean the lockers separated the men from the women yeah and oh, if it would have been porkies let me tell you something people i uh, now i don't know if the cut we got was was some kind of other, you know, like a, a something that had been cut up. This movie was rated R, and they're looking at the girls in the shower room, and we didn't see, I didn't see any tit. No tits at all. I, maybe well, when nothing. one girl, like, throws a towel at the, when she realizes she's getting looked at, there might have been a little
2: slippage. But, mm-hmm. uh, but other than that, no. no If, nudity if you're,
1: you're going to get an R rating, you know, Jesus Christ. It just, it, it just it, all you know? it said was R rating for violence and, um, and language. And that's that's I mean, pretty pathetic,
2: especially especially when you're now uh, uh, directing goddamn movies called Busty Cops and the Jewel of Denial. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? <laughs> it was
1: a different time. It was it was like the Reagan era. I think so. Maybe that's why. No, this is Clinton era. What was what year was it? Ninety six. 96. Oh, Jesus Christ! I thought it was eighty. I thought it was eighty no. four, eighty six. Maybe I'm thinking of the other one. What was the other one? Ninety five. But Hong Kong, always,
2: Hong Kong films always feel about a decade
1: older than they actually are. So. Yeah, you're right. It was ninety. It was it was the nineties because everybody was doing the well. Several people were doing the flannel thing, but they weren't doing like the cool grungy flannel like Eddie Vedder or something like that. Yeah, from, uh, like Seattle. They were doing the 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 preppy kind of yeah. Nine oh two one oh flannel.
2: You saw, yeah, yeah. Well, you saw a couple of flannels around the waist. So that was, yeah, uh, yeah. So um, it was a nice, nice bazooka moment. That that was most of their budget, I think. Yeah, it was the law's they, rocket. They blew, they blew up their one and only police car. Um, well they had a few, I guess, later on that were just parked. But um, I had a good laugh at the fucking like pockmarked security guard. Yeah, he was
1: fat and gross. When he
2: runs out and he's like, hey, you guys, freeze! And then just gets blown away by
1: Uzis. We had a lot of Uzis this week, so... I liked when he was smacking Corey Hayman in the back of the head and shit like that. <laughs> Uzi, that Uzi, Uzi, Uzi. There was lots of Uzis. <laughs>
2: yeah. Fucking Uzi, uh mate. So the... Uh, uh, I have a note here. I'm trying to remember who said it. Hey, man, something... Oh, it must have been one of the students. Uh, the, so all the students are corralled into a... Uh, well... Th- I couldn't tell. I guess it took place after school cuz there wasn't hardly any students left in the school. Yeah. And um they they're kind of corralled into a uh well, unknowingly into the assembly hall. And one you know, these fucking guys are standing around with guns and everything. And it takes this one idiot like 10 minutes when yeah. finally he looks around and he's like, "Hey man, something bad's cooking. Something bad. <laughs> It's like, "Really? What what what, you, what and, made and you think that?"
1: For the most part, when they were leading, the, or when the people were coming into the assembly room, the, the guys were standing there with the Zuzis and shit. And I don't think anybody else even, like, they they weren't, like, sitting there in fear. They were just, like, sitting there, okay, what do they want? You know, why'd they call us in here? You know, like, <laughs> it was a school thing. I, I don't know. I thought maybe, you know, that that's just bad uh, directing right there or bad editing. I don't yeah. know. I so, don't know much about film. I'm not talking about, like, uh, the texture <laughs> and meta and shit like that. Right, right. You know, like some of these other fucking podcasts, these big brainy podcasts. (laughs) We're all about the tits and, uh, you know, the fucking uh, blue taco or uh, fucking waffle. I always say taco. You know why? It's because I said after I saw that that we should go get some of those. When we go to eat, we should get some of those blue. Nachos that are made from like the, oh, blue yeah, yeah, waffle. yeah, and then it morphed into blue taco, and I always get it wrong, and then I feel stupid because like I feel like the kid that's trying to make a joke but says the wrong thing because you guys <laughs> all know it's blue waffle that's another story that's another inside joke
2: uh, so Alan, Alan thick in this movie plays the police chief um, oh, I guess that's what he is, um and yeah, the FBI yeah. are getting involved, and he's just moved here as well, and um, he had pretty nice hair. Yeah, he looked pretty much the same as he did in Growing Pains, even though it's oh, 10 yeah. years later. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 kind of weird hearing him say shit once. Uh, he he kind of did good <laughs> not, not saying the—it uh, would have been weirder, I think, to hear Dick Van Patten start dropping F-bombs or something. But Yeah, um, or
1: I would have liked to have seen Dick Van Patten bang like one of those 30-year-old cheerleaders. <laughs> that would have been kind of cool, because I like that—well, go
2: ahead. Well— the, so uh so Alan Thick's trying to do the tough guy thing, and he's just he just really isn't I mean he seems like uh, a, he's, he seems like a fun guy, but yeah. it's like he's like trying to be all tough on the phone, and he still has that like Alan Thicke smirk that he uh-huh. kind of always has, and he does this like tough guy thing where he has a cup of coffee and spits <laughs> it out and i was like i don't think i've ever had coffee so bad it made you spit take it's like as soon as he drinks it he's spits it out yeah. everywhere It's I like remember. at least i can get a decent cup of coffee in new york or
1: they made a uh a um a documentary about a john wayne movie like el dorado or something the one with james conn i think mm-hmm. and uh, the guy that was doing the documentary they actually put him in 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 the, the movie is like a, a guy that John Wayne shoots and they hooked him up this cable and he gets shot with a shotgun so the cable just jerks him back like through this wall or whatever and the, the they they pulled a joke on him because on the set when they're drinking whiskey it's always iced tea so he's supposed to go over pick up this big shot glass I mean like not even a shot glass but like just a big big glass that has a bunch of uh, uh, whiskey which is iced tea in it and in the take he's supposed to take it go over and just Slam it down, slam the, the glass down on the thing, and they fucked with him, and they put like real bourbon in there or something, so he's expecting to take a drink and just gobble guzzle it right down, a <laughs> big mouthful, and it was like uh so i, I when I thought about Alan thick when he handed him the um the coffee i saw I thought the same thing you thought, and I thought, God, what would they do? <laughs> Hand him a fucking cup full of shit. <laughs> I, I thought
2: they were, yeah, I thought they were going to do a joke or something. Like one of the guys was were fucking with him and like pissed in his coffee or something. Yeah, yeah, but it was just that it was so bad that he had to spit it out. I think I couldn't imagine. Yeah, I've never had coffee that bad. Um, I, I got a good laugh when one of the t- one of the students in the assembly hall needed to use the bathroom, and the main ca- terrorist guy, who was played by Jeff Kober, who was fucking ugly, but I thought he did a pretty good pretty good yeah, job. His, he's like, he, m- go ahead.
1: Yeah. The, the, the thing about him was um, out of now, of course, you know, like she said, thick is just thick. I mean, he 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 didn't do a bad job, but he just that's him, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, out of everybody in the movie, Jeff Kober, I thought like even though some of the shit he was saying was just and the movies, just kind of, you know, whatever yeah. it, it's what it is. I thought he did a good job and yeah. he's always been kind of an ugly uh, kind of a strange ugly-looking motherfucker. Yeah, his you know?
2: uh, he the the brown shirt, the brownish collarless shirt he was wearing really lent a lot I think to his character because mm-hmm. it it really looked like one of the shirts you'd see in like one of those Mormon compounds or something, the the you know the polygamist uh compounds or something like that. It's <laughs> he was definitely a guy like that. Um which which brings us to this, like, because I know they were having a problem, I think, with the Federal Reserve or something. It, that's why I was saying the Tea Party or thing earlier. Yeah. Like they wanted to abolish the, the Federal Reserve, and um, he says he has a line in there. It says, "If I was counting on luck, I would have voted libertar- libertarian." Yeah. Like, wait, didn't you vote <laughs> libertarian or just not vote at all? Maybe he's not registered. <laughs> yeah. Who knows. But um, <laughs>
1: he's a he's a Ron Paul man.
2: So uh, so the kid asked to use the bathroom, and he's like, number one or number two, and the kid's like number one, and then he he thinks for a second, and Cobra goes, "You may go in the corner." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought. And now
1: I so wonder, but it made me wonder what he would have thought if he would have said number two. He probably would have just shot him because he's like, <laughs> kind, I'm "We're going to let you out of here, and you're not going to go shit in the corner, so we have to smell it," you know. But <laughs> he let him piss in the corner,
2: so. Yeah. So uh, the, uh, there was a fucking scary news reporter that comes on the scene and she might have been the worst actress in the movie. She's like trying to interview Alan Thick, and he kind of brushes her off, but goddamn, she was hor- horrifying. <laughs> I,
1: I thought she looked like, uh, if they made like porno movies in the 80s and you'd have like the <laughs> hot feature star, but then they'd have like a substandard porno chick who really wasn't good looking that would get banged by like Harry Reems or fucking that yeah. uh, Peter North yeah, yeah. with like a, a couple of ugly girls that that's kind of, she, she, she was just, um, there was something off about her. Yeah. you know, And her, but,
2: her like looking, um, pissed when Alan Thick just blows her off. Like that was yeah. the that was the moment of the worst acting in the movie when she's just like uh, uh, and like looking uh, around like she's frustrated. But you know <laughs> what
1: I thought when I saw that? I thought, you know what, I bet you five bucks, this is some stripper or something that Corey <laughs> Haim was snorting coke off her tits, and he said, Hey, I'll get you I'll put you in my movie, you know <laughs> um,
2: Yeah, so Thick's character is is so awesome in the movie. He can call a military general directly at his desk mm-hmm. uh, questions <laughs> asked. Um, and and Dick Van Patten plays this military general. And of all the guys, I don't understand why Dick Van Patten is the military
1: is the general. Like it could have yeah. been anybody.
2: It didn't. Yeah. I mean, maybe they, they were he trying to get have, his name.
1: Well, maybe maybe he knew or uh, he's he was like a buddy of somebody or something. Because <laughs> like I mean, you know, I'm like you. I mean, fuck. I, they could have gotten just a a no nobody actor yeah. but at least somebody who was kind of like a tough guy kind of a thing. Exactly. And they get Dick Van Dyke and his <laughs> 50 kids, you know. And uh, know. and it's funny they it. show
2: him and this let me just say they're they're missing a goddamn like self-guided missile and this guy is just sitting calmly at his desk writing on his stationery. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like what well, you don't you think he'd look a little concerned? then they're missing a fucking nuclear missile or whatever the hell it was. And he's just like sitting there like blah, 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 like writing something like <laughs> a letter. <laughs> so, uh, I mentioned it earlier and it's like, there was a, there was a scene in a, in a shop that was pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> where, uh, with, uh, Co- so Corey Haim is, which I guess we haven't even mentioned it yet. Lenny Slater is like the, um, the cowboy of the movie of, uh, yippee yay motherfucker. Well, he never does say that, but, um, the, uh, in this scene in the shop, it was, it's it's apparent, very apparent, and I guess he's just decided to stay at this point. But there's a fucking like one of those old, you know, the the doors that they have in these big buildings that just have the bar across that you push, right? Yeah. And you could see daylight around it, and it's like he could just fucking walk out. Like it's yeah, like, it's like the there's there's only like five terrorists, and they're holding this giant building hostage. It's like why couldn't the SWAT just fucking walk in one of the doors? and deal with it from there, which
1: we got to round up everybody in the building it's, and the building's like a goddamn big uh, consolidated high school. Yeah. You know how there could have been people everywhere. It took them, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it, it, at least that's addressed in the other movie we watch
2: is like how they keep people out of the building and they're up, you know, they're up high. And, but this one, it's like they're ground level, there's fucking open doors. And it's like the windows can just be lifted and walked out. Of, <laughs> and it's like, I don't know. Um, so yeah, and, and it's it's it's. I liked uh, I liked uh, Corey Haim's ability with the butterfly knife. He he did good with yeah, that. Yeah. Um. And I. But I guess being from the Bronx is all it takes to be a badass because it's his first day of school. Um. He's a fucking terrific martial artist. He knows his way around. <laughs> he knows his way around the building like no other. He's never been in this school before. We we got to we got to assume at least maybe only once or twice. But he already knows like- where everything is.
1: <laughs> no, knowing knowing uh, uh, movies, you know, the way that we know him, he was probably a high school student who was an ex-Special Forces black op- <laughs> operative, you know? Right, right. So,
3: Fuck! Um,
2: so uh, they they don't go into why he's so badass, except that he's from the Bronx. It's from so. the Bronx, baby. So, you just
1: walked the, out. The Bronx are like Bad Street, USA.
2: They are. So I guess I'm glad we didn't uh, piss off Emily this weekend, because she might have fucking gone rogue on us, too, so... <laughs>
1: oh, oh yeah! yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I know.
2: Can, yeah. And I, I guess I got one more thing to add. Um, as a as a Mac nerd, I thought it was pretty funny seeing a PowerBook Duo two thirty controlling this nuclear missile. Uh, Wait, hang on, <laughs> hang, on one, hang on one second. Nerd!
1: <laughs> okay. Jesus, dude. You pulled that one out here. What the fuck? What? Hey, was,
2: that was pretty cool. It was like, you oh cool, an old power book. That was awesome. So uh hey.
1: yeah, you know, I wrote that down in my notes too. <laughs> Shut anyway. <the> fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh Okay. Our... Yeah, I'm done. Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> Okay. Um I um I I uh, one thing I wanna say, okay, Corey Haim was like I think like twenty seven years old when he made that. Made this, so he obviously got held back a lot. Um, the one <laughs> blonde-haired, um, the main blonde-haired cheerleader girl, uh, she kind of reminded. Now she wasn't as good looking as Janet Gretzky, Janet Jones Gretzky, but she kind of reminded me of her. But she looked like she was about thirty. Right. Um, she had. Uh, uh, I will say, in the immortal words of my partner, Mister Loaf, she had a uh, she had pretty nice tits. Um, Let's see. Which uh, that was also pointed out to me at (laughs) Warhound. It's like Zom's going on and on and on, and then Loaf just chimes in. Yeah, but she had she had really nice, really nice. She got a nice set of jugs, man. (laughs) Nice set of jugs. Okay, uh, Jeff Kober, I remember him. He was on uh, China Beach, uh, and um, also the first time I ever saw him because he was on China Beach, so he kind of got a name for himself doing that. Mm -hmm. And he was in this Lou Diamond Phillips movie called The First Power. And he was... His his mom and dad were brother and sister. They were like... and it, He was the product of incest. And he became like... Um, almost like he was possessed by the devil. And Lou Diamond Phillips was a cop. And he was a serial killer. And he would always call uh, Lou Diamond Phillips. He'd be like, come on, buddy boy. And he almost had like superpowers. So that's how I remember him. But he was always ugly, even when he was young. Um, <laughs> Corey Haim... Um, He sort of – if you ever watch a video on YouTube, Casey and the Sunshine Band, uh, uh, please don't go.
0: Babe, I love you so. (laughs) I want you to know.
1: He looks like Casey. Casey. Anyway, um,
3: the god, the yeah, love, <laughs> the minute you walk out that door, the door, please
2: don't go. I
1: used to love that song. That's what Will and Vish and Rick were singing to me when, uh, when I, they asked me what time I was leaving. Um, anyway, um, oh god, we
2: just hurt everybody's ears with that horse shit.
1: Yeah, Corey Haim was, uh, he was just a little. He was just a little too cool. I would have liked this better if he would have been kind of a nerdy guy who was like really like maybe he was smart, like a, a knew um, a lot about chemistry or something, and yeah. use that. But he was they. I think because he was he's he's always kind of trying to shed or was always trying to shed that image from like Lost Boys mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. was he in Goonies? Uh, was he in Goonies? Or was no, it? Po- no, no, that was Feldman. Okay. Well, whatever. The same thing. Anyway, um, (laughs) I think they were always kind of trying to shed that image and have like a cool image. And in this one, it was too over the top when, like you said, when he first came to the school, the bullies kind of come around to test him or whatever. And he's just too—he knows fucking martial arts. Uh, He's—he—he he has a, a perfect comeback for everything they say, making them look stupid. The way he dressed, I thought he looked. Uh, he ran around. He had a little gun that he found in the uh, principal's desk, and he had it in his belt. So when he was running, I thought he was holding his pants up, like he had baggy pants. Oh on right,
2: right, yeah. He because he me, was always
1: he? running with his hand on his waist, like he had, like Al Bundy had his hands tucked down his waistband. <laughs> Uh, I didn't like that. I hate that fucking mushroom haircut. Oh god, have, the nineties
2: mushroom is fucking ah, awful. The uh, <laughs> and I, you know what I wish instead of it, well, I think the nerd thing could have worked. I liked his very like cocky, like kind of tongue behind his teeth kind of look that he did in uh, in License to Drive. I wish he was that over the top. <laughs> like yeah yeah it it just it just i don't know he was kind of obnoxious he needed to be more of something he needed to be way more obnoxious or way more nerdy he
1: he he had too um he was just t- almost too good had all the answers it was just you know the thing about the thing about uh, john McClane is he was the every average man sure he had smart ass comments and stuff like that but he took a, the the thing about john McClane was like pro wrestling if you're gonna be the good guy, you just don't go in like Seagal and beat everybody up. You fight from down under you yeah, take an yeah, incredible yeah. beating, uh, and you get beat down, beat down, beat down like Joe Don Baker and fucking walking tall. He got they held all these guys held him down and took a switchblade and cut him to pieces. They beat him down, he got his half his face shot off, he got shot in the chest and everything. But he come he came back. So you get behind him because he's coming back. I never got behind him because he was always too cool. Um and then uh we had uh several ponytail bad guys, which was a big thing <laughs> now they didn't have super long ponytails uh they had like a shorter pony, but they also had them in a ponytail had the guy one guy had a black fu manchu um this is something that was kind of politically incorrect, but uh like um Cory says was telling the a uh, couple of the bully guys he said, you know you know you guys uh you know come with me don't go to the don't go to the uh to the uh, conference hall or whatever there's something going on you know these guys have taken everything and they're like hey you know screw you whatever And they walk away and he and as they're walking away he goes uh fucking faggots <laughs> <laughs> so you know you, you're i don't you're not gonna hear that too much you know and still be a good guy um he um uh, this was a time when na- nowadays, my God, everybody and their brother, especially kids, have a cell phone basically uh, super glued to their ear uh, the, you know they had the big cell phones, uh, but um, he had to go and get on a pay phone because he was you know trying to call for help or whatever, and he goes to the pay phone and he pulls out he has like a, a dime and a nickel and he says damn shouldn 't have bought that second milk."
2: Oh, I fucking, yeah, I wrote that down. <laughs> that
1: was so fucking stupid. And then they said something about the, uh, the World Trade Center bombings, which that was the first ones where the, the, yeah, the, the guy the just blew the I van think. up in the yeah parking garage and it just kind of shook it. So it wasn't the major, the big one. Um, uh, oh, and I hate, like, the way Corey came, kind of taught him and Feldman had, like, their Corey speak. And uh, the one guy says, you know, they've got guns. And Corey Haim goes, I can see that guy. You know, it's like, <laughs> hey, guy, what's going on? You know, I I don't know. I, I don't I I'm I'm sorry that a human being died, you know, with him. But a lot of people really freaked out about that. And I think it was because when Corey Haim actually really died. First of all, he had a lot of really real severe problems. And yeah. I feel sorry for anybody that has addiction problems like that. But um. I grew up watching him and like Lost Boys and stuff like that. And I, I just didn't have that connection with him that like a lot of people did. Um, the yeah. Bad Chick. Okay, See, go ahead. The,
2: the, the, that group hit me when I was, you know, 10, 11, 12. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, when License to Drive hit, I think I was 12 years old. So, right. I mean, you know, that maybe that's what it is. Time. Yeah.
1: Because I remember taking this uh, cheerleader chick out, that was the one that was the horrible kisser. That I just had such a, the hots for, but she kissed like a a a, a guppy. She just wagged her ta- her her tail, her her tongue back <laughs> her and forth. But t- I I wanted you just pet so kissed that.
2: her and she would shake her butt.
1: But I took her to see uh, Lost Boys, and I was a freshman in college. Okay, uh, so that, that's probably why. It, you know, like I said, I remember Pim and everything, but I just didn't get like real freaked out about it. Um, let's see the uh, okay. The principal decides he's going to make a move, and he uh, grabs uh, Jeff – what's his name? The bad guy? Jeff Cobra. Oh, 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 oh. I was like, wait,
3: who? Okay, yeah, the bad guy. He
1: he makes a move, and he grabs Jeff Cobra. And this chick, who is the bad chick, okay, and you know she's the bad chick because she poses constantly, has a pair of skin tight, uh, like pleather kind of tights or pants on. And um, just looks like a. I put down that she looks like the uh, the uh, porn star Anna uh, animal, uh <laughs> who no. got killed in a car wreck. So I feel bad. I feel more bad about her getting killed uh, in a car wreck uh, than I did about Corey Haim dying of an overdose. the.
2: the uh, <laughs> oh God. I do I, seriously. I don't. Um. I, I kind I of. Don't. Sorry. I don't mean to sound sexist, or maybe I do, but I really don't think a, a petite chick like her would be able to handle that
1: fucking hand cannon that she was sporting right. the whole. Well, that's movie. what I was going to say. That's what I was going to bring up. Is uh, she was shooting a a Desert Eagle, which is it can go from like a forty caliber up to like a then they make them in forty four Magnum, and then I think like a fifty caliber uh, pistol round. Okay, it's a big fucking gun. I, th- I think they make them in three fifty seven Magnum too. So it's a you know like a Magnum, whatever she was shooting. Okay. The principal grabs Jeff Cober from behind and she just stands up nonchalantly and shoots him in the back to save Jeff Cober. <laughs> now, let me tell you something people. Uh I'm sorry. That goddamn bullet would have went right I mean maybe if it hit, even if it hit bone, it would have went right through him and it, went through Jeff Cober or it into gone him. through both of them. Yeah. Okay, uh I thought the FBI chick was funny when she said that uh, she was uh she was okay with uh, a thirty eight percent loss of the hostages. Okay, that was <laughs> kind of ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh giant cell phones, um chick yeah, looks God, like they're so big in both movies. Yeah. Um there was a thing with some I think they were like uh, calligraphy pens in a fire extinguisher. Oh yeah. Yeah that was kind of ridiculous. <laughs> um, that was funny. I but like but, the, but the the girl that that was uh the animal porn uh bad girl. Um they kind of made her like almost not like a monster but she was like a the, like so badass that it was I don't know but it wasn't good. It it could it, if I I don't know how to put it. It, it should have been sexy and maybe uh, but it just didn't work that well, and um, she was by uh, far the toughest of the bad guys. And she and, and let me tell you, they really pushed her because she was on the cover of the fucking box. Yeah, you know, for the movie. That's about all I have. Um, I um, yeah, that's that's it. I don't. <laughs> want to say else.
2: There was a good dummy fall in it. Um, yeah, there was a good <laughs> dummy fall in the car. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Um So yeah, um, I you know I liked this. It was a solid movie for me. I mean, it has a four on IMDb. The, yeah. um, I'm a big sucker for, uh, for Die Hard. And these kinds of movies always were, they're, they're just fun for me. Um, this is a, this is a pretty shitty movie, but mm. I feel like this is one of those ones that hey, will, These are my notes. <laughs> I feel like the one, this is a, a one that would play good to a crowd too. Um, just cause there's really, yeah there's some really like cringe worthy one liners and stuff like the whole yeah. milk thing. And, um,
1: it's I mean, a bad movie, but it's 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 because you know it's got some funny shit in it. Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, oh, and there's a I, I forgot to mention the one guy at the at the power plant. Um, they keep tur- they shut off the power and then back on again for and, the whole southern grid. Right. And speaking of people that are probably just friends of somebody on the set. The guy that plays the gun, one in charge of like all the switches to turn off the power. Yeah, <laughs> that fucking guy. Oh all my right, turn God. it back on. Okay. He got to be. He had to have been someone's just like drinking buddy or something. His name was his name was Bernie, and they're like Bernie. He's like
1: whatever you say. Yeah, and if you look in the credits, his real name is probably Bernie. You know, because they just like, well, we'll just you know that way you won't have to remember. Anything. They tried
2: calling him Frank, and he would never get yeah. the cue. So it's they like, just like, they had to call him by his real name. Uh,
1: you're never gonna believe this. Uh, turn it back on again. All right, whatever.
2: (laughs) So, um, I, I, you know, I would recommend this for, you know, a a silly, a silly time. Um, it's not very good, but, um, it's better than average. I'd give it a 5.75 out of 10.
1: I'd give it, I, I actually kind of agree with the IMDB. I'd probably give it a four, but I'm like you. I, I think that, uh, um, if you were sitting around drinking with some buds yeah. now, even when I was sitting here watching it, um it was all right. I, it, it's just, it, it's the only thing that's good about it is that it's shitty. It
2: would, it would be better. <laughs> like I was saying, if, if Corey Haim was more of Corey Haim, he seemed yeah. a little, he like his, his, he was trying to be something. He wasn't his real douchey persona. Like his, his douchey charisma that from, that you might know from the eighties was a, was not there quite as much. Right. Like right. he, he didn't, I don't know. His delivery wasn't as sharp as it, it was, and that's weird to even say about Corey Haim, but his delivery wasn't this, it wasn't the same as it was in the '80s. Yeah. Um, he, well, and
1: I, as I was watching it, and I, I hate to say this, but I, literally I was watching when he would when they would be showing him and he'd be do- delivering dialogue or monologue or whatever. Mm-hmm. I was watching, just looking at his eyes and looking at his face to see how strung out I thought he looked, right, right. or if he looked really fucked up. He wasn't really bloated or anything like he got eventually got so I mean he was still he was probably partying pretty hard but yeah. he he still looked reasonably you know but I could you know you could just see him with that mushroom haircut fucking just doing tremendous amounts of blow so but i I don't want to add something that has nothing to do with this but I'm just I'm, I'm looking on Facebook and somebody posted a a poster for a movie called Snow Shark. Ancient snow beast. It's a fucking shark in the snow. Okay, so uh, the, uh, I'm going to check that. Out. Frozen in the ice for thousands of years, hey. the beast has finally awoken.
2: It looks like it looks like Wynorski has done a couple of those movies too. He's got one in his credit called Dino Croc versus Super Gator. And, that sounds good. Oh, he did Cleavage Field. Instead of Cloverfield. Like Cloverfield. You know oh, but what?
1: Honestly, God, now some of these movies actually do sound pretty fun.
2: He's got one in post-production called Paranaconda.
1: <laughs> oh, <my God.
2: laughs> oh, my God. It's Michael Madsen and Rachel Hunter.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. Nice. You know. part, hey, snake,
2: part snake, part fish, all killer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Michael Madsen disappoints me sometimes. What? Mr. Fucking Blonde. <laughs> that motherfucker oh. was so cool in Reservoir Dogs. And oh now, my God. you know... All right, uh, so we,
2: uh, we we got a five point seven five and a four. Um, yeah, I think that's that a, a
1: solid, That's a straight four, not a solid four. Like it's uh, a good four. That's just four.
2: <laughs> if you like, if you like Haim, by all means, check it out. So let's yeah. take a let's take another break and come Dick back Van Dyke, And do another. <laughs> if you look, was, if you're a big Dick Van Dyke strong.
3: fan,
1: he was really strong in this. <laughs>
2: uh, so all right, let's, let's take a break and we're going to come back and do uh, Jet Li film High Risk. Yeah, we'll be right back. If I can find the fucking pause button.
0: <laughs> hey everyone, this is Coffin John of V Cinema, the site that covers Asian film from cult to the classics. Join Josh of VariedCelluloid.net, dot net, Rufus of CineAwesome.com, dot com, and me on the V Cinema Show, a podcast that features Asian film discussions, special guests interviews, and live event coverage. Our podcast is published bi-weekly on Mondays. So check us out on vcinemashow.com or search us out on iTunes. Also join the discussion and fun by following us on Twitter, at vcinemashow, and joining us on our Facebook page, which is located at facebook.com vcinema. And of course, check out our blog at vcinemashow.com for reviews, features, and interviews.
2: song's making me hungry. I don't know why. <laughs> 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 oh, okay. Well, we're back from break. Hang on a second. <laughs> so good. Alright. We're going to cover a little film now. Mr. Jet Lee. Uh, drive. 1995. <laughs> I saw a film. Uh... This is from 1995 called High Risk or Meltdown, which that's a weird one. Or, uh, let's see, Shu Dam Lung Wai. This is directed by. Ozeltov. Uh, yes. This is directed by uh, Jing Wang or Wang Jing. I don't know which one is which. Um He's done a he's done a few, I think, uh that seemed familiar. I don't know that I've seen a lot of his. Um he did one that I've been meaning to see for a long time that Will's been recommending called Dreadnought. Um I heard uh-huh. it's quite, quite good. And The God of Gamblers sounds pretty entertaining.
3: <laughs>
2: um so this is a, another die hard type, you know, stuck in a building with terrorists kind of movie. Um In this one, uh, Jet Li plays a former cop stuntman bodyguard (laughs) to a very goofy action star, um, uh, Jackie Chung. And um, so, yeah. God uh, of songs. The God of songs. So, uh, Zom, we'll see what you had to think about this one.
1: Um, Well, right now, I... I, um... I'm trying a new method that I learned of reviewing movies, which I learned from The Gentleman's Guide to Midnight Cinema, who have brought class to trash since 1977. And I am laying on the floor while I do this review, uh, just like uh, Large William. I I follow trends. (laughs) Is your back Um, hurting? You said your back's hurting? No, I've just been sitting in that chair for a while and, um, (laughs) you know, just getting a little itchy ass.
2: God, Uh, these fucking... Okay, so the Zubaz pants are pretty thin. But yeah, yeah, damn! I'm sweating up a storm. I've I got... took
1: mine off. I, I'm sitting here on my jockeys I've got, because I've got, uh, God, I just got this like
2: damp waist and ball yeah. bag. Oh,
1: <laughs> there, uh, there's something there's something about those zoo bags. Um, <laughs> they make your bag, your zoo bag, smell like fucking Swiss cheese. Um, like
2: it's straight out of the zoo.
1: I uh I probably that's why I have a low sperm count is because I I I watched Seinfeld last night and Kramer was afraid <laughs> that he would never be able to have kids and they told him not to wear jockeys anymore and uh, that's probably why I that's why I've had sex with so many whores and never got any I'm pregnant thank god man people are going to just fucking hate me uh because uh, I'm so fucking just hateful and bitter uh anyway <laughs> you don't come off way. anyway uh let's see um this movie was not what I thought it was going to be. You know, the initial yeah. thing, I, I, uh, I have not seen a lot of Jet Lee movies. I remember when he first came to America and was in that uh, Lethal Weapon movie, mm-hmm. and he was just a total – he was really quiet, but he was just a total badass. Uh, and I have seen him in, like, I think a movie with Statham. Jason Statham Ugh. and uh <laughs> um, and um and of course the expendables and maybe a couple other ones uh which he's he's been pretty good in um but I expected this just to be a straight up actioner uh and I was pleasantly surprised this movie is fucking funny as shit and not only is it funny as shit it it is just it's just plain fun to watch even though it does have a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of, uh, I don't know if it's gung fu or wing Chun or whatever it is um, that they're doing martial arts. But uh, you have a, a ton of action, a ton of fighting and, um, and martial arts. Yeah. But it is, it has so many silly moments that, but it doesn't take you out of it. It adds to it. It's done in a way that is just really, really just a, a, a entertaining as hell. Um, and some of those entertaining moments, (laughs) um, there, I, um, after seeing the, the gentleman at, uh, horror getting their assholes and butt cracks waxed, I thought, you know,
2: okay, not will and Sammy gentlemen.
1: (laughs) No, I mean, I was talking about Vishnu and, uh, and, um. Let's see. Wow. Well, I don't even want to mention the other person's name. <laughs> Muscle Wolf. Anyway, um, the, I, I came back thinking, okay, I'm not going to be experiencing like a bunch of man crack. And uh, right off the bat in this movie, a guy just sticks his whole fucking hand like right between this guy's butt cheeks. And that was it. just I had a flashback. <laughs> Uh, which is pretty funny. I think funny. that guy
2: was wearing Zubaz pants too. <laughs> he looked
1: like it, you know. <laughs> and, I said, <laughs> and I said
2: I my note is ready for a, I'm ready for a love scene while separating some Zubaz covered ass cheeks. Oh, and I yeah. said, horror hound?
1: Horror <laughs> hound? Um <laughs> uh Jackie Chung is basically doing like almost like a parody of Bruce Lee. Uh, all the way down to his game of death, uh, or uh, Uma Thurman, Kill Bill. I'll
2: tell you who it was a parody of. It was a total Jackie Chan parody.
1: Uh, well, well but, uh, the, the, the 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 yellow yet,
2: suit was definitely Bruce Lee. Yeah,
1: Bruce Lee, and a lot of the moves he did with the whoo, 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 with a high pierced yes, and yes. and the, and the way he, the way he fought. But like you said, now the way the the comedy stuff that he added was Jackie Chan. Yeah. Um, he was known to be this huge uh, action star, and uh, and and everybody they repeated it over and over and over that all the fans and the news and everything said that he always did all of his own stunts, whether it was a high fall off a building or anything like that, fights and stuff like that. So, um, uh, but he started getting he I think he became a little bit. Uh, the, the fame kind of went to his head and he drinks a lot and he likes to fuck women and hits on everything that he sees. So there's times where uh, also like horror hound, he's a little bit hungover. So he doesn't, he, he doesn't really want to do some of the stunts that he's known for doing. So he's got Jet Lee there. Um, who's, you know, my God, the guy's like a fucking Panther, the way he can just move around, oh, jump and, mean. It is. And, and, you know, there's a lot of stuff that, that, um, that uh, he does. And it's just so impressive, you know. Um, I actually wrote down at the very beginning of my notes because it was when I first started watching it. Is this a comedy? Uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, and and um, quite a bit of the uh, subtitles, I know that sometimes things don't translate the same yeah <laughs> and they'll put stuff in that it's like okay well this is probably what they're trying to say or whatever but um uh frankie who is jackie chung the the movie star guy he's around the swimming pool uh with all these really hot girls in bikinis having the typical like david lee roth kind of you know right. gigolo party or whatever and he looks over it gently and he goes hey Let's take advantage of these girls. You know, he just <laughs> yells it out with the girls standing right. Let's take advantage of these girls. Um, let's see. There was one scene that I just fucking thought was funny. Uh, and I, I want to say something right now, just uh, off the top of my head, that this is about another podcast we did. I came back from Horror Hound and I listened to... The uh, podcast we did about the Henry Silva movie Kidnap. Yeah. And I want to tell everyone uh, <laughs> right off the bat uh, if you listen to that and you haven't seen the Silva movie Kidnap, uh, you might want to hold off on listening to my <laughs> review of that because I fucking spoiled the entire movie. I fucking just, my review was basically from beginning to end the entire movie. I'll tell you, and what, I really, list-
2: I'll tell you what really spoils that movie. The movie itself. The movie.
1: Well, maybe that's what I was thinking when I did it. I think I was trying to convince <laughs> you that it was good because you said you had no notes. and uh, But I really felt bad because I was like, man, I, I, why did I fucking tell everything that happened? Okay, there was a scene, in, and now I'm going to do it with this movie. Um, there was a scene in this movie um, where some people are being chased by, by these dogs. <laughs> 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 and they, to get away, they jump in a van. And I literally... Almost fuck. I, I when uh, LMAO, I did laugh out loud. I was like, Holy shit. When they were in the van and they were like, "Who? The, we got away. And they turned the really over and that, that, <laughs>
2: that it looks like the sweetest German Shepherd ever. They dubbed in a growl. And the dog's just sitting
1: there going,
3: like, and Oh my like, God, ah. that was funny. That was hilarious.
1: And uh, another word that I added to my notes was zaniness. And there was a lot of zaniness in this. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> fucking, no I'm if if you're having uh, my mom and dad had a swimming pool uh-huh. and they they still do you know it's a pretty good sized pool um now, you're having a pool party with all these chicks, <laughs> and you're like, let's take advantage of these girls. And then you turn around, and you go, and you, the, they just showed the pool, and there's people in the water and everything. <laughs> and then you go dive in the pool, and this huge fucking like Olympic-sized swimming pool is completely – He's like, who drained, <laughs> who
2: the, drained pool? the pool? Who drained the pool? Wow, <laughs> what, fuck. That was fast.
1: What, what kind of drain did they have on that fucking thing? <laughs> One that you could drive a bus through? Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. You get to see – now, this is classic um, – um, cinema here uh, when they have, whether it's 10 to Midnight or um, God damn, I can't remember what that uh, City Heat, or not City Heat um, God damn it, it's the one with uh, Tom Berenger and Melanie Griffith about the strippers, but anyway when the bad guy is doing uh, martial arts kata mm-hmm. either naked or in a thong <laughs> you know he means business Are you talking
2: <laughs> about the the dude with the epic like Brutus Beefcake mullet Oh my god,
1: that mullet was so horrible. And it, it, now he didn't have his aviator sunglasses on when he was doing his katas and whatever practicing. But he had a thong on, man, and it was going right up the crack of that butthole. Uh, this guy <laughs>
2: fucking he was almost shaved on the top. But the fucking mullet in the back was at least two feet long. Oh, it, was it was like long. cascading Fa- over his shoulders.
1: It was Fabio long. Um uh, but then <laughs> let's see here. Um <sighs> <to ever respond laughs> <laughs> they, they this this kind of goes along with the actual movie cuz uh well the, this movie wasn't dubbed but you know a lot of uh, these move type of movies are dubbed but uh uh Frankie uh, decides he's like man this dubbing sucks cuz they were actually making a film this dubbing sucks uh let 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 me do the dubbing for this scene and basically a giant cockroach <laughs> is crawling on his hand and he looks down He and and the entire thing when he's dubbing when he's fighting these guys he's just saying go to hell go to hell go to hell (laughs) now i don't like i i've made no bones about the fact that i don't like spiders and i don't like bugs crawling on me and i often have dreams where i will think that there is a big spider like on the couch (laughs) or something and wake up and like Punch a hole in the wall or something like that, but I have never like tried to smash a bug that was crawling on me and yelling over and over and over, "Go to hell, go to hell, go to hell."
2: I got a good laugh out of Jake's uh, photo or comment on the photo of all of us where you were flexing, and he said he said that you were
1: getting ready to punch a spider out of midair. <laughs> oh my god! I, I'm telling you what, people, I I literally almost broke my leg when I was in. I think it was either junior high or high school because I ha- I was dreaming that there was a swarm of bees coming <laughs> through the window and I jumped out of bed and kicked my gun rack off the wall which had like a two shotguns and a rifle and I was I thought somebody was grabbing a hold of me I was kicking whoever was trying to grab my legs. And it was actually the gun sight on the thing and cut my foot up. And my dad, I used to sleepwalk all the time. My dad would have to grab me as I was running through the house screaming Jesus. and throw me in a chair. And this was when I was like older, you know? Yeah. Uh, so you're lucky when, when we were in the same room. <laughs> I did get up and fucking murder something. Anyway, uh, there's some Uzis in this, which there were in the Corey Hayman movie, too. They, this was back when the Uzis were still pretty big. Yeah. We had a discussion about that at Horrorhound how Uzis were big at a time. And now you don't see as many any the uzis they've gone to other types of guns newer styles or whatever
2: um and this is right around the same time we had a discussion about uh uncircumcised cops
1: yes <laughs> speaking the, the, of which the uh like the little cannolis that you can just roll around in your hand uh oh my god yes speaking of that there was a a, a fucking just out of the blue they're doing something else is a totally different scene and then they switch to the new scene, and the first shot of the scene is an uncircumcised <laughs> cock pissing.
2: It's, it makes no sense at all. I couldn't even Oops. tell if it was a real dick. Yeah. It's just like this. the, the piss is just dribbling down the <laughs> front of it. And yeah. It's like, I mean, it's like, I know this may sound weird coming from our show. But did we really need to see Dick in that bathroom scene?
1: And then, and then you know, uh, it's kind of apropos with the uh, Penn State scandal because the guy that's uh, Frankie standing there pissing with his uncircumcised cock. And he looks over and there's a little boy standing right beside of him and he just like looks over at his dick. <laughs> but then, of course, you get the uh, the other comedy thing where the mullet guy with the aviator sunglasses comes in, stands so close to Frankie at the urinal pissing Their shoulders are that touching. they're touching shoulders and he, his piss stream sounds like a goddamn fire hose. So I mean, obviously he has a giant wang and this guy's obsessed with Frankie. Has he seen his movie? So he practices in his thong. So, cause he just wants to fight him so bad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I thought, well, they, they showed. this is just a little thing, but they, uh, the, in the bathroom in the place they were in, they almost had like Banksy, like, uh, uh, Artwork on the stalls—that <laughs> was really odd too. Yeah, the stalls do- looked like somebody sitting there shitting, you know, in each stall. It was
2: such a nice hotel. It's fucking yeah. like it was over a fifty-story hotel. And why? Okay, so two things: why the fuck is there a jungle-themed bathroom?
3: <laughs> and two:
2: why in this jungle-themed bathroom are there men taking
1: pisses at urinals painted into the, yeah. the scenery? And um, um, somehow. Uh, one guy. He must have have had a giant sack full of snakes that just he just comes up. <laughs> and now he didn't have them, and then all of a sudden he just starts throwing all these snakes all over. And I'm like, where the fuck do these snakes come from? And not only that, but like a giant uh monitor lizard or I don't it wasn't a Gila monster, but it was something like that. And, uh, uh,
2: it was about as threatening as those uh, happy-looking yeah. looking German shepherds. but <laughs> yeah.
1: And, and Frankie, the, the lizard, basically bites a big chunk out of his butthole, uh, which was pretty funny. Uh, he's like, you, you got a daddy. And, and Frankie's like, you know, you hear the term mama's boy. Well, he's a daddy's boy because his old man dad's there with him all the time. And he's like, uh, dad, uh, uh, it hurts. It hurts so bad. You've got to suck the boys out. <laughs> And he's like, do you want your dad to suck your ass? <laughs> yeah, you want your dad to suck your ass. <laughs> uh, let's see. There was a, a dummy uh, kind of fall out the window on this one. Um which is there's eh.
2: lots of dummies in this one. There's a, there's yeah. a, there's a, an explosion and fucking like eight dummies just fly away from
1: us. Yeah. But you know, in, in, in modern movies, they try and make it realistic. So like when somebody falls out, of a skyscraper and when they hit a car, the car tires go flat and the yeah. car just almost gets flattened. Well, this dummy was didn't weigh enough. So it hit the <laughs> top of the car and the the, 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 like the hood of the car or the roof of the car didn't even dent. Uh, <laughs> so the guy must've been like anorexic. um, they had some um some guys that were definitely in there just for like comedy relief. Uh yeah, the yeah. guy that was the uh cameraman or whatever. And he's taking <laughs> this guy's blood and putting it on his face. He's like, I'll put I'll use this as a disguise. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> and he's like licking his blood and everything. Um the, the, there was one part. Where the one bad guy, he 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 tells us he's going to you know start he's going to throw people out the window if he doesn't get it get it what he wants and um, uh, he has one guy on his hands and knees and and he tells him uh, the guy's like oh please please don't don't kill me don't kill me and so he's like really groveling and he tells the guy keep flattering me or I'll throw you out the window and the guy's like you're the best you're the greatest you're the lion king. I like oh where the fuck that came from You could even I, hear
2: him continuing the praise like the the yeah. scene switches and you could still hear him in the background They like oh, you're the greatest
1: you have a giant cock you know uh <laughs> Okuma Matata. um had some good good uh, uh like a, a a chick and a dude fighting mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um um he kicked the one girl in the ass really good which I was I like in movies it, there's nothing funnier than somebody getting kicked in the ass when they don't <laughs> expect it and he kicked this one girl in the ass and like knocked her halfway across the fucking room but then uh there was a good scene where she fucking jumped up and bit him on the nose mm-hmm. and I fully expected now if it would have been today with CGI she would have bit his nose off and like turned around and spit it up in the air or whatever but uh yeah I, I didn't expect that she bit his his fucking nose uh, <laughs> there was a good scene where, uh, um, um, Frankie, um, had a gun on a guy and he ma- he goes "Now get, get down on the floor. Now hold your, hold your right leg with your left hand. Now lick your lips. <laughs> he was like making it do all kind of shit, which was pretty funny. Uh, we got a, uh, a, um off-the-top-rope, uh, flying, like, elbow smash. Oh, yeah. Kind of like a bionic elbow, the road. But it was off the... If It was, like, flying elbow smash. It might have been more like Bobby Eaton or something like yeah. that.
2: Mid- the Midnight Launcher. Express. I, I was saying the, the uh, shades of Macho Man, even.
3: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Macho
1: Man. When he, I was trying to think who used to do that. Um, Shawn the, Michaels had a good one, too. Yeah, he did. I don't know. I hate Shawn Michaels, though, so I hate to bring him up. He's a fucking jackass. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I know that there's some people online that don't feel that way but I do. Anyway, um you had a a pretty good I liked how they did the Frankie thing cuz he was such a a wimp and such a puss and he would try and do, and he would try and do stuff. Uh he'd summon up some courage. And he would try and do like stuff that he would do in the movies and he'd miss by like four feet. And just at hey, one time he he was, he was jumping at a guy. He was going to jump out and attack this guy, but he like mistimed it and missed the guy by like, like I said, like about four feet, <laughs> but the guy turned around and saw him. So he just started doing push-ups. and he was like, what are you doing? Oh, I'm doing my pushups. You know, I was like, what the fuck? But, um, you know, it's a, uh, it, it's a diehard, like you said, it's like, uh, I just set up. So now I'm not laying on the floor. Um it is a Die Hard movie but it's a shitload of funnier. and I'll tell you what I loved the first Die Hard movie um uh, but and it's hard to say cuz I haven't seen it in a long time and it's a different movie cuz that one's more serious um but this one was so much fun that I almost want to say that I, <laughs> I it's just a different movie but uh, I would rate this up there with the original because it was just so funny and so much fun, yeah, yeah. Uh, not as serious, but still had excellent action in it, yeah. the, excellent
2: choreography, yeah, and stuff. The action was a lot of fun. I, I like there. There's a car in the in the hotel. That's it's an awesome moment. Uh, I don't know if the is it called ramping when they kind of speed up the film a little bit. Yeah, there's yeah, probably yeah. some of that in here. But the car scene was was ridiculously good um the, the goddamn uh,
1: helicopter scene was just ridiculous <laughs>
2: yeah uh that was awesome too the uh there, there's a laser sighted uzi in it which i thought was pretty cool it's like are those like, guns even accurate enough to even warrant a fucking laser but yeah uh, <laughs> so um the doctor yeah, drags a dude by his injured leg and i was really hoping for a figure four or at least like a terry funk spinning toe hold. Uh, <laughs> the um yeah, but uh, Jet Li is so good, and I mean, he's like a. At one point, he's like a fucking monkey, jumping around like onto the ceiling and stuff. He's carrying yeah. a machine gun. He's dodging bullets, and um, there's a really great fight with uh, with with, with Lee. And it, and i was surprised because all the great fighting in the movie wasn't always all, all Jet Lee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um,
1: and that surprised me too because I didn't know. I knew that by the time he came over here uh to you know america that he had built up a pretty big name for himself over there so i like i said i just fully expected this just to be like this was going to be his movie yeah but that's uh that's uh uh, the guy that played frankie i mean he had equally uh, you know it was like a co-starring thing i mean he had just as much time as far as the fighting Mm -hmm. and maybe you know honestly really maybe even more time
3: on screen
2: the um yeah the 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 humor in it um if it if it turns you off it's very slapsticky so mm-hmm. just go go in knowing that because there's definite like you know ass hurts moments in it where you know you get kicked and you're like ooh you know rub your butt but the, <laughs> i i did get a good chuckle uh well, like for instance uh Jackie or Frankie getting like attacked with nunchucks and then he all of a sudden has lumps all over his arms and he's like, that yeah, was <laughs> like hilarious <laughs> but I, I did get a good chuckle <laughs> when he's trying to hide from the terrorists and there's like a, a man dying and then he reaches through the door to frankie but grabs his nuts and <laughs> <Frankie's laughs> has like key. a death grip on him that <laughs> was like
1: the baron von rashka <laughs> Uh,
2: this claw. guy has a claw move on fucking Frankie's nuts, and Frank, it, like he keeps panning back to Frankie, and he's like upside down trying to get out of it. <laughs> he's it, twisted. it, was, it was pretty and fun.
1: the guy gets killed. And still, that caused his. It's like almost like a uh, uh like a pit bull or something. They said that you know you kill a shark or a pit bull, and they they still <laughs> uh, or a snapping turtle, yeah, yeah, and yeah. It, cut its head off, and it still grabs a hold. They killed this guy, and he's had a death grip on them balls.
2: <laughs> I got a good laugh out of a random. uh van explosion also <laughs> like <laughs> just, just fucking these guys sorting newspapers next to the building and all of a sudden they're fucking because of something their van <laughs> their van yeah. just explodes but um there. but yeah this is uh it's a cool and I, I found this while while you were talking the um about the jackie chan thing it's actually on the trivia on imdb it says uh jackie chung's character frankie lone was originally intended for jackie chan
3: yeah
2: uh, before production began on High Risk, Chan was starring in uh, Jing Wang's movie uh, City Hunter. It's oh. like they, they didn't get along during the filming, and the experience of working with Jackie was so bad that Wang Jing oh. chose to make the character of Frankie Lone a mockery of Chan. Is um, Chan
1: supposed to be an asshole?
2: I don't know, but uh, apparently, I don't know. But uh, Wang Jing had such a problem working, or Jing Wang had such a problem working with him that he changed that character to make fun of Jackie Chan. And Jackie Chan was offended by the movie. Mm-hmm. And it says that Jet Li personally apologized to Jackie for his involvement with the movie. So,
1: Yeah, maybe it was just uh, like, you know, too, some people just don't hit it off or something. But. Yeah. Yeah, you because know, I've never really heard anything. Usually, if somebody's a dick, you'll hear it, like fucking Burt Reynolds. You know, you 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 hear that. You know, this guy's fucking kind of an asshole. But but and they may, they
2: yeah, it might not might have just been two, the two guys guys just didn't mesh it all together. So, mm-hmm. um, but that I don't, you know I don't have a whole lot else to add. I mean, you went over a lot of the stuff, and this is a uh, once this movie gets going, and you get past like the. The Setup the second half of the movie is just fucking ape shit and mm-hmm. crazy. So, <laughs> um, oh, and I, I did like seeing the um, the little very early devices where you could send text messages. Yeah, um, I thought that was pretty cool. I remember when those came out because I was, I think, I was in high school, and um, it was like amazing, like amazing at the time <sighs> that you could fucking send a message wirelessly. It's like, wow, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't need a computer or anything. This is incredible. So, I thought that was pretty cool. So anyway, uh, uh, what, go ahead and, uh, you can give your rating for the
1: movie. I loved it. I, um, I liked it a lot more than, uh, Demolition High. Uh, I just about <laughs> like, like you said, the Demolition High is a, is, is a movie that's so bad. It's good. But this movie is just good. Um, I give it an eight. Yeah. Um, I, 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 enjoyed it from beginning to end, you know?
2: And, uh, I, I'm, I'm right there with you. Um, for me, some of the broad humor, I've I've said in the past that I have issue with mm-hmm. uh, Jackie Chan movies, mainly mm-hmm. because the humor really starts to grate on me. I could see it doing the same as here, but I think it was done so over the top because it was making fun of Jackie Chan. I might have liked nice. it better. Mm-hmm. Um, that said, there's still some moments that drag because of it, uh, for me anyway, um, where I was just like, all right, all right, let's get on with it. but um but still i i liked it a whole lot i'd give it a seven uh, we'll go 7.5 out of 10 um and,
1: d- uh, and some of the subtitles man were just they weren't even i don't think some of them were <laughs> supposed to be funny but they were funny as shit right,
2: right um i would definitely watch this again um this is uh this is a fun one so so cool an eight and a 7.5 jaw blasting through this today uh we might even get in under eight hours so let's take a yeah. break and um, we will come back and do a little feedback and wrap things up.
1: Let's wrap it up.
0: This is a great jump film from the Girls on Film Radio. Are you tired of all those vegetarian or vegan podcasts? We just listened to what the Gentleman's Guide to Midnight Cinema had to say about the Girls on Film Radio.
1: A lot of good meat in there. There's a lot of good meat in there that the girls talked about. You guys got a lot of nice meat over there at the podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: Right, so there you have it. The meaty film discussion by meaty women. Listen to Girls on Film Radio, com.
1: Who's the man with the money makes a dark day sunny? Who's a fella every day gives a bundle away? Who's the guy with the prizes that'll light up your eyes? It's never ending, get a friend in. The Wizard of Oz
3: Wizard of Oz
1: The odds are that you'll be a winner
0: today With the Wizard, Wizard, Oz. Oz. Wizard of Oz
3: Wizard of Oz
0: Yeah, the Wizard, Wizard, Wizard is here Make you feel okay
2: Hey, 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 hey! <laughs> <laughs> uh, We're back from break How'd you like that one?
3: <laughs>
2: that was a... I, I, I had to put an Alan Thicke song in here somewhere <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: I could have gone with the obvious different strokes, but I thought I'd go to one that I'd really never heard before. Hey, <laughs> hey.
1: Uh,
2: and here we are with your favorite hosts, Piccolo F and Zom! <laughs> Alright. God damn. Who gave us the right to do a show. Bun. It's just a fucking travesty. <laughs> Alright, we're doing back to do some feedback. But first... Two old, worn-out whores. <laughs> That's all we are. Oh, first, yeah. we have a little uh, contest results for you. We might Yay! remember right before Halloween, for three, four weeks ago, we had a little contest um, for uh, a little... Was, uh, why is everything little? Jesus Christ. For a... Actually, quite a large Silent Rage poster, courtesy of Paris Cinema Magazine. I love you, Dylan and Christine. Now that I've officially met you, I can honestly say that without feeling too slutty. Um, so uh, the question we asked was, um, in, the, uh, in the movie Silent Rage, there's a scene where fl- the guy that played Flounder is uh, quite stricken with a very large-chested <laughs> biker mama. Um, who has some really bad tattoos on her big tits? And um, is that the first time I said that today? Big tits. Uh, the um,
1: on the on the air.
2: So we. So what we wanted to know was what the name she called him was, and we had three people get the answer right. So now uh,
1: Zom, I'll let you take it. All right, I'm um, my smelly, cheesy nutsack fingers. Are reaching into the Hulkamania do rag. And I uh, have three of the, the uh, contestants. And I'm shuffling and shuffling. Wait a minute. Mm, I love that smell. Jeez. And I'm not looking. I'm going to pull a name out. And whoever gets it is the winner of well, the Paris Silent. Cinema Silent Rage movie poster. And here it is. The winner is The Cinemasochist. Justin. Justin. Alright. Yay! Yay. Yay. Play another one, Jimmy.
2: Cool. So we'll uh rack our brains for another contest that only like two people enter. And um, but in the meantime, awesome job, Justin. And we'll uh Dylan. We're gonna just... rack
1: our brains after right after I racked my balls.
2: We will uh get that poster out to you eight. A- s a p Um, what's that
1: stand for uh trying to think of something funny now aren't you (laughs) i got nothing
2: i got Uh, nothing i don't even have the cricket sound up
0: (laughs) (laughs) all
3: right so
2: (laughs) justin if you could if you hear this first um send us your contact info where we can uh send this or um if not if we don't hear from you beforehand we'll um we'll contact you on facebook or something and get it from you so all right uh let's do this we got a little uh little voicemail feedback this week no emails again but uh, whatever i don't like reading anyway so fuck you people and um
3: <laughs> fuck you you motherfuckers, motherfuckers. Oh, like, i never like those motherfuckers anyway <laughs> they call in take too much time rather than a little big fuck shit My balls are so bad right now I can't even understand it I'm
2: going to need another shower with these fucking non-breathable Zubaz I'm fucking sweating up a storm Alright, here's the first voicemail I'm
1: scratching my lips, I just scratched my balls and now I'm scratching my lips with the same (laughs) hand Then you wonder why I don't mind if a dog licks my fucking face (laughs) Alright, first
3: voicemail
4: Well, the Love Shack is a little place where
3: we can get, get together. together,
4: namely Metal Mikey and the Silver and Gold podcast with Dr. Zom and Pickle Loaf. Love now,
3: Shack, baby! Now, hopefully, unlike
4: my post-horror hound weekend call, this one won't cut off on me on one goddamn minute.
2: Wait a minute. Was there another one? I oh, swear I played the wrong one first. Sorry, here we go.
1: Professionalism. Piccolo is
4: <laughs> and Dr. Zahm. let me tell you about a couple of people I hung out with this past weekend at Horror Hound Weekend in Cincinnati, Ohio. You see, I, Brother Mikey, had the privilege and honor to spend some opportunity time with one, wait a minute, Dr. Zom and Piccolo? Wait, what? hold on. I already hung out with you guys. What, what the fuzz? Uh,
1: I'm sorry, go back to the f- what did he say what the fuzz or what, what the fudge? fudge?
4: What the fuzz. Oh fudge. Right. Fuzz. And a loaf. Now hopefully, unlike my post whore hound weekend call, this one won't cut off on me on one darn dang minute. So I did listen to the Reverend Scott's tribute episode and really, is there any man out there that deserves more of a man of the hour treatment than reverend scott i do not think so however it's sad to say that i really don't have a lot to say about the movies that you covered on the show i don't even know you see my memories of movies that i've seen with gary busey in them are very dimly removed like i can recall a thing of other movies but i don't know it just doesn't really click to memory but you know what would be a phone call to Silver and Gold if I just didn't have a bunch of other random ass shit to say. So,
3: I'm going to get down to it.
4: So, the Reverend Scott tribute episode taught me something new about Piccolo. He hates the elderly and women, thanks to his jobs. So, you heard it here on this show, people. <laughs> hey. and I'm See, glad I'm not the only did, one
1: that
3: hates And someone.
4: his Halloween party did enjoy Burial Ground, nights of Terror. It is one of those Italian trash masterpieces that I hold dearly to my heart. Early 70s love dolls that Zalm mentioned in the back of his wrestling magazine.
1: Nom, nom, probably num.
4: make today's Japanese pillow <laughs> love dolls seem positively high-tech in comparison. Dr. Nom. And Zolm, feel free to be relieved, because I, whenever I see one Mikey Rappaport, not Metal Mikey, but one Mikey Rappaport, he kind of rubs me as a douche. And no matter what role he's in, honestly... Uh, let me see. Bitch. I already teased you about the mutual dislike of the B 52s. And one more note, namely for Paulina Porzakova's role in Thursday, oh. with her mentioning that she loves to watch two gay men or homosexual men, whatever term you prefer, get it out of each other. Well, Paulina Porzakova. This goes out to you and your character on Thursday. You must be one of the biggest supporters of Muscle Wolf Productions ever in the history of <laughs> the universe. But anyways, Wolf and Zom, I haven't been cut off. Yes.
2: Did you say
1: gay? Okay, so I'm
4: going to end on my hi note. Talk to you both later. Take it easy. Another excellent episode. Goodbye.
1: Mr. Mikey bringing the hot the gay. Hot
2: the gay. I had a total one of those but moments the- when... You fucking say bye to somebody, and then you see him like four other times. That happened on Sunday with me and Mikey. We we, we fucking said <laughs> our byes, and I kept running into the bastard over and over again inside, inside the halls of the convention. So.
1: Hey, let me tell you something. Um, uh, although we spent time with other people during the the weekend, uh, we had some special time. Just the Sylvan Gold podcast and Metal Mikey, and... David Coverdale,
2: <laughs> thank you, BH One, for bringing on us together. Uh, yes, that was a lot of fun. So that was a lot of fun. All right, another familiar voice here.
3: Ah, geez, the beep
5: is really like weirdly pitched on your voicemail. I swear it's only you and no one else. Hi, beep. family. Uh, listening to the intro of the last episode and it made me think of a few things. I um, taking take shelter. Uh, well, I can understand what you mean. It's it's an odd film because while I was watching it, I was bored and I kind of wanted it to end because it just keeps going, Um, even though Michael Shannon's amazing. But then when it was over, I decided I really liked it and it kind of sat with me for a long time, which I think is the same way i felt talked about True Life so far. And so I'm thinking maybe it's because that redheaded actress has that effect where you don't actually like watching her movies, but then afterwards you're like, yeah, okay, I get it. Uh, the other thing was, um you mentioned Andrew McCarthy. And it got me thinking, have you, boys, seen the episode of Law and Order SVU? Very early in in its run, where Andrew McCarthy plays um, a high-powered lawyer who... Is there any way to pause this for a second? Yeah.
1: Why does Emily... Okay, now wait a minute. I know it's her phone, but... Why does she sound like she's talking? (laughs) She she sounds like me with my fucking lip. (laughs) You fucking guys... I really like, can't. like she has her braces in or something. Anyway, sorry Emily, I didn't mean to interrupt. I think she's walking too. She's outside. Is she walking? Yeah.
5: Dentured servants in his closet in like the to torture devices and, you know, abusing them, if you will.
2: Um, <laughs> she abusing. <laughs> she has another one. She got cut off.
3: She That's have,
5: me again. I got she's cut not off. Very okay. So my point being, I think you guys should yeah. go through episodes of Law and Order SCU based on Guest Star. And um Review ones where
0: weird things
5: happen, including, um, you know, I have to recommend it. The special episode where Martin Short plays a sidekick who you also find out. I'm going to talk late because I walking down the street. People are going to think I'm weird for talking about this. Um, you find out he kidnaps virgins and rapes them. It's hilarious. And no, I didn't have a crush on Martin Short in that episode. Only in the Ghosts*. Thank you very much. But still, um, I think it should be a side project for you, like a. Silva and uh, Silva. Oh, I'm going to work. I'm tired. You understand my (laughs) point. Just start digging through, and you can watch some of your most hilariously um, wimpy and non threatening men play rapists. That's all. Bye. (laughs)
2: Listen to this. It didn't hang up. It makes some weird fucking noise.
1: What the shit was that on the subway or the train went by or something? (laughs) You know what that is? That's like Pazuzu that Mookie is possessed by the devil. And uh, as soon as she got off, he's like, You left that fucking feedback, bitch.
2: I wish I had a way to play it slowly. You could probably hear something in it. (laughs) If you play it
1: backwards, it says silver and gold fucking rules. Emily is the sweetest human being on the planet earth, even that well under five feet tall <laughs> under five,
2: under five feet tall um yeah thanks for that well i I, I honestly have not seen that law and order special victim unit because that is not a show I watch very often um yeah. no reason I
1: just you know i've well the whole show is like um uh, based like almost every episode like uh, somebody gets raped
2: yeah 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 i, and, mean, I know the show like is that yeah. isn't that the one that
1: donafrio is Vincent vincent in? no 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 that's criminal intent <gasps> uh that's the one i like she likes the one with lots of rape because special victims are like women are victims of sexual assault okay. and girls on film every film they review almost i would say 97 percent of the time has rape in it
2: and everyone we review has racism in it. So maybe we'd add some rape in there too. We'll take Did we those. have
1: racism this time? Uh,
2: n- no. God so, damn it! There was only uh, nope. Chinese people in the second one, and only white people in the first
1: <laughs> one thing i was going now well yeah it's not racism but it's uh, it's we we're on the borderline because Corey Haim did call those two guys faggots yes yes okay and um they made fun of well see i was going to say this but then it sounds racist which is the point. Okay, in Breakfast at <laughs> Tiffany's, they made fun of this one character because he was it was an, an I think an American. I think it was maybe Mickey Rooney uh playing an over-the-top stereotypical um he was supposed to be an uh, uh i think japanese asian or japanese mm-hmm. and he had the big coke bottle round glasses and the you know the. the okay now i'm really getting fucking <laughs> but but anyway <laughs> but what i'm saying is people ha- uh, come back now and really hated that because they said it was so racist you know and in the jet lee movie they had a character just like that that was so stereotypical but it was a comedy and the guy actually is Asian. So, can you say it's racism if the guy's actually Asian?
2: I guess not. It's yeah. just, it was just a goofy character. They're not really known for uh, the, in Hong Kong cinema, they're not really known for pulling punches when it comes to like, you know, people that are a little slow or <laughs> gay. Well,
1: and, and a guy last night at work actually called somebody an Oriental. And I, t- <laughs> and I said, dude. I said, you know, <laughs> they're Asian, you know, it's not Oriental's a rug. So I, I, I uh, counterbalance in real life. I counterbalance all of the racism that we have on the show with, um, you know, defending, um, foreigners. <laughs> <laughs> oh my Christ. All
2: right. Christ. Next voicemail.
6: Is Muscle Wolf. I saw you at Horror House. Horror. And I touched myself. While I was making the waffles, I rubbed myself with <laughs> the batter that had dripped with the iron. I very much enjoyed that you mocked me. You thought that I didn't hear it, but I did. <laughs> It was kind of like sadomasochism to me. I enjoyed the podcast. <laughs> Thank you.
2: Oh. oh. Muscle Wolf has a kid. I had no yeah. idea.
1: checking off, checking off, checking off.
2: Yeah. So I, I, you know, sometimes you just say some things that um, you probably shouldn't, and. That was one of the times when two of the Muscle Wolf dudes are sitting there just stuffing their faces with pecan twirls and... and and fucking muffins, and this the, the whole steroid gym thing just fucking gets on my nerves. And I know I probably said it way too loud. I'm just sitting there like, God, these fucking dumb assholes, these bags. <laughs> they were
1: fu- they were probably three feet away from us. <laughs> and, and <laughs> I, like, I was
2: like, I was risking totally getting of my fucking head fucking knocked ridiculous.
1: off. Ridiculous. <laughs> well, no, but that's what I thought at first. But then after I found out that the Muscle Wolf guys do gay porn. I started thinking that we shouldn't have been worrying about getting our asses kicked. We should have been worrying about getting our asses licked.
4: Wop um,
1: <laughs> They were phenomenal. It, it, it's it, it's a it's a it's such a odd subculture of humanity. I would hate. I mean, if if we ever sit beside like a couple of those Nicole Bass looking women Jesus Christ you'll probably jump over there and be like you are fucking ridiculous get out
3: of here. get the f- I can't believe you
1: you motherfucker they were eating a lot of carbs because they were going to be jacking off jacking off jacking, jacking, jacking off, off jacking off,
2: off. alright couple more voicemails ah fuck
1: Oh,
6: this is Paul from the Facebook group Zom uh, just put the phone number in his Facebook thing so I thought I'd phone it um, I'm not really getting to say, except you guys are seen to be covering a Wong Jing film this week, and I've seen many a Wong Jing film, and you guys are actually covering one of the better ones. Um, there could be lots of Cantonese humour that maybe some people don't get that, or they don't watch a lot of Hong Kong films. But I'd just like to say that after time, you kind of get used to it, and it's like watching like Carry On films from. Britain in the 60s were were kind of pish, but you kind of know what they're Uh, laughing at. Does that even make any fucking sense? I don't know, but you guys have got a good show. I don't usually call in anywhere, so carry on the good work, and I'll see you down in the mine digging for (laughs) fucking copper and bronze. And shit like that, See You guys live up, right?
2: Copper and bronze. That's, yeah, we our podcast is named Silva and Gold. We fucking bring copper and bronze every week.
1: We are we're very big in uh, in uh, um, Spain, you know.
2: <laughs> yes, Paul calling from Spain.
1: <laughs> the Spaniards calling.
2: <laughs> the, uh, I, I totally agree. I don't know what he's talking about. The Cantonese humor. We talked about that. The broad humor. It's uh it's pretty specific to I guess Asian cinema more so more so like uh, Hong Kong Chinese stuff the and going in knowing what you are getting helps and it's the same with me in watching like Bollywood films it's the same mm-hmm. thing it's like you know when you're going in you're, you are you got to expect a certain level like it's gonna be like you know broad humor it's gonna there's gonna be music and dancing out of nowhere and that kind of thing and taking that into account beforehand or. You know, kind of like preparing yourself for it, and then seeing a lot of it, so you know what you know what's good and what isn't. In that, in that like realm, makes makes it makes it a help. Uh, it's helpful, I think. So, you got
1: anything? Oh, well, what were you saying? <laughs> next next voicemail. <laughs> Just kidding.
6: Hi guys, Paul here. I thought it's phone back. I've made a list. Wong that i directed ninety-one films, believe it or not. I had a look through his filmography, another couple of ones people might like. Crocodile Hunter is got Andy Lau in it, and it's another kind of die hard sort of rip off with Cox from the Academy, as far as I remember. God of Gamblers, classic with Changing fat. The Last Blood is called Hardboiled 2, but it's not, it was made before Hardboiled. And it's sort of like Hardboiled, but it's like really cheap and it's got lots of bad comedy in it. And my favourite is from about 83. It's called Mercenaries from Hong Kong. And it's a really over-the-top sort of um, Rambo 2-type mercenary shenanigans. And it's got T-Long in it and lots of... Actually, the closest comparison might be one of those Italian war movies from the 80s. And if anyone wants to check out a decent Cantonese comedy from Wong Jing, I would recommend Boys Are Easy from about 93 and it includes one of the funniest things I've ever seen, which is the Triad Olympics. And it's got Tony Long and Jackie Chung in it. And it's really just a broad, kind of sort of modern comedy. But I recommend that one if anyone wants to find out further. All right, see you a Do later. Bye.
2: Bye. Cool.
1: Another Spaniard. Yeah,
2: Crocodile Hunter is, sounds interesting. And then we, you know, we mentioned the God of Gamblers. I'll have to
1: check that one out too. I like Chao Young Fett quite a bit. So, Speaking of the God of Gamblers, uh, nah, I'm not even going to start because it'll be fucking just make this fucking thing go on
3: forever. <laughs> I saw a
1: Burt Reynolds movie the other night and it was like a, one that's rather new uh-huh. uh, where he is in Las Vegas in the World Series of poker. And my God, he has had so much plastic surgery. His uh. face just looks like scar tissue like like somebody who's been burnt. Jesus. <laughs> Burned victim. It it was just it's gross and that that uh, I mean uh, I'd rather grow old gracefully than fucking look like that. <laughs>
2: all right. Uh
1: so. punch him in his fucking face. <laughs> that's,
2: that's all the for, uh, uh feedback we have for this week. Uh, congrats to Justin again. Yay. gay gay so for
1: autogay <laughs> the, on, the so
2: uh um so next week uh we are going to yeah and i apologize uh, for this week's episode or for last week's episode being late i was just a fucking dummy and forgot to post it before i flew out for <laughs> for horror hound so um but uh next week is a couple of a uh, couple of zom picks that he sent me in a, v- a very funny a minimalist email saying review and review again. Um, we're going to do a couple of. Uh, I don't even know where these are from. Australian? No, I don't no, know. No, no, South Africa. South African kung fu movies. Uh, they're sequels, so I guess our first uh, double deuce to steal a term from uh, the gentleman's guide. Um, we're going to do. Uh, did Ivan Hall direct both of these? Yes, he did. Two films from Ivan Hall from 80 and 81. Uh, we have Kill or Be Killed. And we're going to have to post those two um, YouTube links that you sent me on the Facebook group. Kill or Be Killed and Kill and Kill Again from 80 and 81, starring uh, James Ryan as
1: Steve Chase. And we're going to be um, uh, the um, basic... Style that we're going to use while doing reviewing these movies, we are going to suck and suck again, <laughs> as as usual,
2: keeping the keeping the uh, keeping it just like we uh, always do. Yeah, just gonna, nothing
1: but steamy poop. We're just coming gonna, to your ear holes.
2: When the hurdles come, we where those bastards just run straight through them, <laughs> stumbling all the way. Boom,
1: boom, boom. So yeah, like uh, a horse, like a horse shitting. You know how they walk <laughs> and shit at the same time. Sylvan, That's our podcast,
2: Silver and Gold, the road apples of the podcast community.
3: <laughs>
2: so uh, kill or be killed, and kill and kill again. James Ryan should be a, a good time. Um, yeah, so uh, call us, uh, send us more feedback. We'd like that, um, 206-339-1600, or email us at silvagoldpodcast at com. You know, if you guys overseas, all you Chinese listeners want to send us voicemail, you can just send an MP3 to the email address. That works, too. Um
1: John, we well, want to hear from our Chinese listeners. We do. We love
2: you, China. Um, we love all the stuff you give us at Walmart. Um, the
1: racism
2: on <laughs> the uh that's uh so yeah that's about it for the show this week um thanks to everybody that called in check out action traction mr Mikey. check out girls on film and glee cast and deadly dolls house blogspot.com um who that else has... called us
1: <laughs> I don't know if these other gentlemen have uh oh and podcast uh... without honor and humanity yes
2: the 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 barbecue master himself mclarge huge and um oh and uh check out muscle Wolf's favorite podcast uh uh hammockus so oh, yeah. uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. all right that's about it for us this
1: week so next time, this is Loaf and his Zubaz. Oot. Zom and his stinky, sweaty, cheesy balls saying oot. Bye-bye. Blah.